Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to episode seven of Beacon. I'm here with the Stream Punks. We've got a big game today, as per usual, so I'm going to jump into the announcements before we jump into where we left off. Uh, so, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I wanted to give everyone a heads up that uh, that Good at Stuff is back tomorrow. If you are familiar with Stream Punk and beloved friend Gina DeVivo, she has uh, got her show on the Crown Channel. The time it goes live is 5 p.m. Eastern time. And tomorrow she's kicking off her second season uh, painting miniatures with Matt Mercer, Sage Ryan, and Chelsea Bites. So uh, as somebody, Matt once tried, to, he, Matt sat me down and we spent an afternoon painting minis. I was trying to paint my Battletech army and I was painting a Lance of battle, battle mechs and he was painting minis and he had to, he, 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 he tried. Like, I appreciate how desperately he tried to teach me how to do this well um, and, and teach me his ways. Uh, but I, I thank you for priming my mechs for me, Matt. They are still primed and unpainted, <clears throat> except for that one that I absolutely slaughtered. But check it out. It's going to be at 5 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern time on the crown channel um that is the only other announcement i have is tonight uh we're having a giveaway so a big thank you to our sponsors demiplane who is sponsoring us for the second half of the season um we are deeply grateful for that if you guys are interested in, in checking demiplane stuff out uh do keep in mind that right now they're having a big discount sale for cyber monday over on their website uh, so check it out. I think it's 20% off of digital products. So go give it a look. If you click on our bit.ly links that we're putting up in chat, it helps the stream punks. If you'd like to support us, makes us look good. Um, also, we're having a giveaway tonight. Uh, for those of you who did not know, the Colonial Marines Operations Guide, the manual, has released and is up on Demiplane now on the Alien Nexus. And we are going to be giving away a code during the break. Make sure you type in exclamation mark Demiplane during the break when the giveaway is happening and enter in for a chance to win a free digital copy uh, of the Colonial Marines operations manual on Demiplane platform. Uh, thank you so much, as always, to Demiplane for sponsoring us. And that is the announcements I have. Would anybody else like to go next? Does anybody have anything that they are doing that's wicked cool? Oh, real quick, 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 quick. I just remembered. A quick congratulations to dear friend and stream punk uh, Latia, who I don't know if y'all heard, but Latia is now the community manager for Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, go you. That is awesome. And we are celebrating your success. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Watsy, for doing smart stuff. Okay. Anybody else got any announcements? Uh, I will see you all at PAX. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I'm doing a uh, panel. Uh, with uh, speaking of Latia, uh, Kadiosaurus, uh, Princess Calamity, uh, Nala Wu, and HDT Paladin on uh, gaming while neurodivergent, <laughs> being the neurodivergent. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so feel free to check that out. That's going to be this Friday at 5 p.m one time zone I'll, i don't know which one you i'll, I'll post it on my twitter and I... there <laughs> cool all right thanks noir uh gaming while Di neo-divergent neurodivergent i i feel like that could have been an alternate title for the stream punks <laughs> um rocking it yeah uh anybody else got anything i do yeah um thin places radio is back this week we'll have a new episode early morning on friday um you can check it out everything is on pretty much any podcast platform it's if dear abby was a paranormal radio show 
you can actually call in and leave voicemails and the host will write you a fun little response so episode seven comes out on friday gnarly okay thank you caitlin uh anybody else nobody else really yeah yes sam well so a few months ago Mm -hmm. i found like this four cents at a kid and i didn't know what to do with it Mm. so i've been figuring out what to do with it Mm. if you want to see me stumble through that process um led uh by eric campbell and followed by caitlin (laughs) because she's she's the little that I don't know. Yeah, anyway, uh, for StreamPunk subscribers, companion tier and up tomorrow night is the next episode of Jedi Shadows. So come check it out. That is at 6.30 p.m. PST. We also left off at a very dire spot in that one. (laughs) We are in dire heterosexuals in like everything. It's always dire straits here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's in the dark. Okay, I just had the moment where I loaded the emotions back into my head again. And, uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're excited? <laughs> In between I'm sure songs. feeling some things. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Beacon. Welcome back to Beacon. Let's go ahead and jump in to tonight's story. We're going to forego the usual long explanation as to what happened in the previous session. And instead, we're going to pick up directly in the medical bay aboard the Ilios. Right now, with a bunch of technical supplies laid out, you are conducting, Martha, what could be considered a very technologically savvy surgery on a heavily damaged synthetic. The, the slashing marks on the synthetic. Um, I'm going to have you make, this is not for, this is not to repair. 
I think what I'm going to do is I'm uh, I'm going to see how much information you were getting as you repaired. Because uh, if you remember correctly, we actually rolled last week. You gave me your results in chat. So we know that you are going to successfully repair after one shift the, bis the Bishop Synthetic. Um, I want, now, now that you've been sort of digging around and putting Bishop back together again, I want to get a sense of what you have been able to uncover, if anything. So do me a favor and make a ComTech check. Oh. Right off the top. Does this include hardware and or software? Definitely includes hardware. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it includes software. Okay. So 10 dice. <laughs> all right. One success. Two One success. success is all you need. How many did you get? Two successes. Two successes. So you can stunt this. Okay. Um... So the first piece of information you were going to be given. Oh, sorry. The... Please hold. I'm rolling yeah. my stress dice. Oh, no problem. Uh, ooh. Did you roll a one? I no. I rolled okay. a five on one of them. Okay, you're fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you only uh, the only time stress dice ever triggers if you roll a six, which gives you a success, or if you roll a one, which triggers a panic roll. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh right. I was thinking of the panic. Yeah. The panic table. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. So the first piece of information I will give you, and then because you've stunted, I'm going to allow you to ask an additional question. But if you'd like, um, because I did have you roll on a ComTech check, keep in mind for your stunt, you can have it be something that's not relevant to what I've just called for. So if you want more information, I give it to you, or you can do, I repair Bishop in half the time, or I... Uh, I uncover new and unexpected information, that kind of stuff. Like you did on the mainframe on Mother inside the colony. Uh, so the first piece of information I'll give you is that upon putting this bishop back together, first of all, the judging from the state of the internal operations of the synthetic, this damage could not have been that long ago. It would have had to have been relatively recent. Maybe maybe in just hours. If y'all weren't around for it, it, it couldn't have happened more than just a few hours before the Ilios arrived. Is your guess. Also, it looks like he has been forcefully deactivated. Meaning it wasn't the damage that shut him down. It looks like he was deactivated. Hmm. Okay. Which, um, for the record, just so you know, that's not something that's easy to do on a, on a synthetic. Hmm. They typically have to be plugged in or, like, connected to a computer for maintenance or up software upgrades, any kind of thing like that. But for the most part, you can't... It's not like data and TNG. You can't just flip a switch. There's not a secret button. Mm -hmm. um, so that's worth noting. Okay. Okay. You gave me other information in chat about the claw mark and who it came from mm -hmm. yeah that that much you were given when you were putting it back together because you you stunted for an extra piece of information so you know you know for a fact it was the creature you guys encountered you okay. know for a fact it right. had to have been the creature that you encountered aboard the uh russian ship okay i think the only other major thing i want to do here is i don't know if it's a stunt or another role but i want to I want to talk to this. I want to get. I want to know what's what's in its 
brain? What what does it know? What happened? You can, re- if you wanted to, you could turn him back on. Can flip I flip the switches per se? Can I turn him back on with some type of like safety protocol, like safe mode? Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, if you wanted to, you could literally activate his vocal and auditory processes only. Much like someone, much like activating just a computer's voice and sensory recognition. Yeah. So that he would still be, it, it would be like somebody speaking through a computer from a coma. Okay. I will like, I would like to do that. Okay. You enter a couple of commands and you see the, on your screen, next to the Siegson logo, starts to say initiating. And a few moments later, you see the bishop unit you see the pupils begin to fluctuate, like dilate, and then refocus again. The eyes don't blink, however. And a few moments later, you see dialogue, words, like a chat program appearing on your data pad that is plugged into the bishop. And it just says, where am I? Question mark. Hello, bishop. You are on a ship called the Ilios on Paxton's Reach. I've just restored your programming and your functions. There's a pause as your voice to speech translates onto the Seeks and data pad. And a few moments later, the text line appears, is everyone all right? Did they get out safe? I might need more context to be able to answer that for you properly. The creature, question mark, that attacked us on the downed vessel. Is the administrator able to get away? Question mark. Yes, the administrator was able to get away. Um, I don't know how long ago that was. We can probably maybe check your memory banks for how long ago that was. But I can also tell you that a colleague of mine and I have um, killed that creature. A few moments later, I'm pleased to hear it. Unfortunate that it had to die. Would like to have known more. Yeah, us too. How is the colony? Question mark. Uh, Things seem to be difficult since we got here. And we're still learning more and trying to assess where we can help. Can I ask you, uh, what is your assessment or knowledge of the administrator and the administrator's behavior over the past several months? The reply is, I'm sorry, but in order to answer that, I would need to know exactly who you are. Oh, sure. Yeah, I am Corporal Martha Marrero. I'm part of the Beacon team. So we're, we've come here to help and we're a nonprofit that comes and helps colonies like this. The reply is, yes, I've heard of Beacon. It was making the rounds on the news networks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's us. What is your association with Weyland Utani? Well, mine, no personal association. Is there any way I can verify that you are a member of the Colonial Marine Corps? Sure. Standing I'll... by. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do I like show an ID? Or... <laughs> yeah, you could basically, if you want to. Uh, sort of allow access to your personnel file. There's nothing in there that's 
terribly sensitive, aside from why you are here and and or you know or you, you do have a military id yeah i'd like that too okay i don't want the whole file to be okay read. here you take a look and you're like mm, transparency is good but maybe a little too much information you immediately clip that in and activate it up you see it uploading into the file and a few moments later and it says verified thank you for accommodating me gladly you want to know about the administrator's behavior yes frankly i found it troubling oh how so you would like me to elaborate yes please it's worth noting that my opinion is somewhat limited i can I can give you an assessment. I'm sure that will be very helpful, whatever you can provide. Administrator Ruiz seemed rather... How should I say? Perhaps it would be more accurate to describe him as a man with mixed priorities. And... Would you, could you elaborate on what those priorities are? After the detection of the SSV Novik in the crash site, he became rather obsessed with getting to the crash site as quickly as possible. At first, it was because we thought perhaps there might be survivors that we could help. But upon arrival, it became clear that it was something so much more. We managed to investigate the site for a few moments, but something went terribly wrong while we were there. The administrator uncovered what seemed to be a small containment unit of some kind. And as he was securing it and investigating it, I happened to notice the destruction of a cryopod in the cargo bay. If you killed the creature, I'm sure you've seen it yourself. I'm not sure we went down to the cargo bay, but we did see the containment unit. That was in the cargo bay. Oh, okay. Just to clarify, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yes. The containment unit was still sputtering with power when we discovered it. Was there something in it? I believe that the creature that attacked and killed two of the people before I was rendered inoperable was the creature that was inside of it. Was it in it when you arrived at the crash site? No, but there was a strange liquid found everywhere that would indicate that it perhaps had been wounded somehow. Mm. Yeah. Saw that too. Okay, what, what happened next? I was investigating the destroyed cryo unit on the walls of the cargo bay when I heard a cry of alarm and gunfire. When I emerged from the cargo unit, I saw just in time to see Director Ruiz escaping from the interior of the crashed vessel and the creature 
and then a description of the creature appears on the uh, on the text. This large creature with white skin that looked like it was just bleached pale, stretched over bones. Um, it moved very fast. Immediately killed one of the members of the recovery team. I intercepted it and engaged with it in hand-to-hand combat. Something that I am not programmed to do. I held it in place for as long as I could, but its strength was nearly a match for my own. I told Ruiz and everyone else to flee, but the creature managed to break away and gashed me and threw me against a wall. I don't know what happened next, but I heard strange noises outside and a strange roaring sound. Next thing I know, it grew quiet. Ruiz stood over me along with a few of the other survivors. I saw his mouth moving. He seemed to say something, but I couldn't hear as my audio receptors were starting to fail me. I was damaged, but I was not inoperable. One moment. Processing. Yes, I was able to read his lips. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I believe he said, shut him down. This changes everything. Do you remember then being deactivated? And by who? Yes, one of the... One of the other members... One of the other members of the unit. Mr. Macheski, I believe. Leaned over me and said, what about the other thing? We need to get out of here. And then... I don't remember what happened next. I suspect that I went into... Some kind of stasis, though I'm not sure that anybody of the party had in the technical acumen to do such a thing. It's a bit of a mystery of how it was that I was rendered unconscious. Hmm. I'm not certain how long I've been unconscious. I'm not sure either, but I don't think it's been very long. He gives you a date. You see the numbers pop up. And while it's not consequential to the narrative, it is shocking to you that it looks like this date was literally 24 hours before the arrival of the Ilios. I'm going to relay that back to him. I see. It's odd that... I find it odd that Panahachi would not have brought me back online. All I can tell you is that you were basically stashed away from everyone else after this happened. That confirms some of my worst suspicions about the administrator. 
Can you elaborate on that? The colony was suffering this severe degradation, and the people were starting to suffer. I was doing the best I could to keep the systems online, but me and Tanahashi were both being overtaxed. I was told after much... How would Tanahachi put it? Pestering and badgering. The administrator was relenting and finally putting out a distress call to Beacon. So I was aware that you were all at least being reached out to. The administrator seemed rather obsessed with the SSV Novik. For all intents and purposes, it seems like it was a vessel that crashed probably sometime during the Frontier War. So it didn't crash, like, recently? That confuses me as well. I can't think of another reason why a UPP ship would be out this far, and how it could randomly crash on this planet. If it wasn't a relic of the Frontier War, then that means it would have had to have happened relatively recently. And if that's the case, I can't extrapolate why the UPP would be in the Frontier. I can't either. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell me or you can tell me about the situation here? I'm afraid I don't know much else than that. Aside from the suffering of the colonists, it's good that you're here. And it's good to hear that the Colonial Protection Act is actually in full force. If the colonial marines are here, it means the colony has some hope. But also, I'm not sure I'm going to be of much help. Well, can I ask your opinion? Of course. As someone who has seen a lot here and has been in close contact with the administrator... Beacon is here, but I am not, I'm part of the Beacon team. The Marines are not here, but they can be if I call them. Do you think I should call them? That's an excellent question. I think that it is advisable for this colony to be abandoned. The immense amount of work that needs to be done here is simply too great for such a small team. If there were more than just you, then perhaps it would be worth or possible to salvage. We would need a large amount of supplies. A large amount of engineering work needs to be done. And there are too many people. And unfortunately... My expertise and ability to help has been completely nullified. I'm I appear sorry. to be unable to move. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and type in the code to completely restore Bishop's function. You see it upload. And he blinks for a moment. And then you hear that signature, like, deep bass... Lance Hendrickson voice as he turns and looks at you and says, I seem to be restored. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I just wasn't sure what state you were in before, so I booted you up in safe mode as a precaution. It's all right. I've become very used to the suspicions of humans. He says with a sardonic smile. 
guilty. <laughs> but if you're being honest with me, then I should be honest with you. I'm not property of the colony. I'm here as part of a, I should say, an aid package that was delivered to the colony when it was first booting up. From whom? I'm not actually aware of who it was that purchased me and had me delivered to this colony. But I came online here and was set to work here. Got it. Um, I would love for you to meet the rest of my crew. Um, but I, I am concerned that bringing you back online may enrage the administrator and maybe some other folks because they specifically deactivated you. Would you be okay with waiting here while I go get my team? I didn't realize the situation had gotten that bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, it seems pretty bad. Uh, I, yeah, I want to just give you some more updates on the last 24 to 48 hours because you've given me so much. But once we arrived, we recognized that the manifest list that we had was short by several hundred people. We thought there would be 900. We were told there were 800 when we arrived and we found out the actual number of people still here are 300. Three. 300 people. Yes. It was five when I was unconscious. How could 200 people have died in 24 hours? Oh my god. Well, um, we have, we know where the bodies are. Um, but the mine are, shaft. Yes, yes. So you know about that? Yes. Did you, were you commanded to help put them there? Yes. Under okay. protest. I okay. informed the administrator that I thought this was a poor decision on his part. I suspect that probably led to some of the lack of loyalty he showed me after I helped save his life. Yeah, yeah, that actually really does explain why you were deactivated. Mm. Um, the administrator didn't want it getting out how bad things had gotten, I believe. Yeah. But I can only guess. There was a lot of talk about not having the manpower to bury the dead. There was a certain logic to that, particularly with the confined spaces, the air scrubbers falling apart, and our overtaxed medical team there were questions about disease and the inability to store corpses of dead colonists. But 200 in 24 hours seems shocking and terrible. And how it would have had to have been a great accident to have occurred. Okay, I need to confer with my team and see how they're doing inside. I still think you should lay low. How do you feel about that? If I can be honest with you, Corporal, I don't like that at all. But if you think it's best... 
Just for now. I'll come back and get you, especially because we might need some help. As you said, um, this colony should be abandoned and we have gotten every indication that the administrator would not allow that to happen. So we might need some help with that. If I can be honest with you, I don't think the administrator cares about the colony at all anymore. Really? My assessment of his focus on the downed UPP vessel seemed to suggest that what had become more important to him than anything else is the vessel itself and perhaps what was on board. But I've been unconscious and don't know what's changed or what the man was referring to. Nor do I know what he was referring to when he referenced a second creature. Kenneth seemed to be speaking about something else. Kenneth, you said? Yes. Kenneth Macheski. He is one of the loyalists for the colony administrator. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Bishop would now visibly see Martha uh, perturbed. Are you all right? I'm all right. This is, um, this is just a lot of information, and um, I've never, I've never not been a part of a, a, a troop of soldiers needed to do something like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm just feeling totally unprepared, and I have a great team, but there's only four of us. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's how I felt when the administrator dragged me out into the middle of the desert to analyze the SSV. Novik, my team is Mr. Tanahachi and his wife. How about this? I go back inside. I get Tanahachi and his wife. Discreetly tell them you're back online and that you'd like to see them and I'll bring them out. If you think that's best. Also, Corporal, I do have the access codes to the entire facility. Really? Yes. If you need to gain access to Mother or any of the rooms that might be quarantined or shut off, do those access codes also have the ability to lock someone into their room? Well, I don't mean to brag, but I think Mother likes me. Okay, actually, you're coming with me. And A small smile appears on his face and says, Maybe I'm I can be of use. Yeah. Martha walks out, beckoning him to follow. He... Looks over, and you see him grab a small strip of medical tape, and he, as he follows you from behind, he just kind of wraps an entire strip of medical tape around the center of his body to close up the tear in his flight suit, and he just, just goes. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. Let me help you with that. No, it's all right. I'm sure I can find a tailor somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at sewing, but I can tape things. You are good at sewing. You closed me up just fine, Corporal. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's go. All right. The two of you exit. 
inside the colony of Paxton's Reach. The two of you stand in front of this gory scene. A streak of blood just smeared up the wall and into what looks like an air duct that one of the air filters, one of these units was placed inside. The scrubber has been completely torn free and is dangling down. Uh, You've managed to get Matsuda Shiko up off of the ground, but she still seems completely unable to respond. Her voice is still shaking and she's not looking at anybody in particular. And she has blood still spattered on the side of her face. And if you look to see if there is a wound, there is not. It is not hers. Um, if I could, I would like to try calming presence to try and get her to Right now, we need information. I need her to snap out of it. Okay. You can try talking to her. So this is going to go. So I I will let you... You can do a manipulation check here. Okie dokie. And see if you can try to snap her out of this. Uh, I'll put a point in it this time. Uh, that is one success. That's six, five, three, five, two, four. And okay. now I've got to roll my panic real quick. Oh, you rolled on the panic table? Did you uh, roll a, You rolled the one on your stress die? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I rolled a two on my stress die. Okay, then you don't have to roll on the panic table. Oh, okay, cool. You only have to roll on the panic table if you roll a one on the stress die. Okay. Otherwise, you're okay. All right, so yeah, he's just, you know, I can only imagine what you've seen now, but there will be time to feel it later right now we diagnose what can you tell me you can tell she doesn't understand what you're saying to her but she responds to you by her eyes slowly just like a hand on a clock tick over until they finally lock with you like she's searching for whoever's talking for a moment until she finally locks eyes with you and you her breath changes immediately she exhales she's and then tears begin to flow down the side of her face. I know, I know. She's there, Doc, but she is still locked behind her eyes, and she's absolutely frozen in terror right now. He's just going to hug her and just kind of reassure her. I got you. We got... The moment you hug her, yeah, the moment you wrap your arms around her and start speaking to her, you feel her breathing start to pick up like... The shock is finally wearing off and the panic is setting in. She starts breathing rapidly and then she lets out a scream that echoes a a, like throat tearing scream that causes her to break and grow quiet for a second. It's Uh, not quite enough to make you all gain a point of stress, but it's certainly close. I was going to say, for the sake of everybody else, I'd kind of press her into the hug harder so it muffles in my chest, and I'll just take the full brunt of that. Yeah, she starts, she grips your coat and just tugs on it while she screams into your chest. All right. 
And then finally her voice gives out and she falls into choking sobs. I'm, I'm going to put her somewhere comfortable. Uh, and if I can find one of those mercenary men, uh, I'm just going to go. Yep. Yeah. Nothing happens to her. You find them about the same time they came looking to hear what the hell the scream was. Two guys come running out of the main cargo facility. Guns at the ready. And when they round the corner, they stop and they see the scene. And for a second, they don't look like they know what to make of what they're looking at. But then they see you holding and cradling her, Doc. And one of them lowers their weapons and goes, what the fuck? First off, language. Second, my friend here needs you to watch out for her. We've been visited by what I can only assume to be the pale man. The one on the left doesn't seem to know what the hell that is, because you see the look on his face. He glances over to his companion, and his companion replies, How the fuck do you know about that? I know a great many things. I was sent here to solve your problems, and I'm trying to do so. Don't ask silly questions. Take care of my friend, and we're going to get back to the business of creating solutions. That seems to set him straight. He just <laughs> nods and... He, he says, come on, Chico, come on, come on. You, you'll then, be all right, I promise. They take her and she grips a hold of one of them and still pulls you along for a second before she realizes that she's still grabbing hold of you and she purposely lets go and they start leading her away. Who else is there with you, Doc? Who was, uh, who was also on site? I, I believe I had Bishop on my side. Bishop? And no, Bishop wasn't there. Not Bishop. I'm so sorry. Isaac. <sighs> Isaac. Okay. I just remember Isaac was carrying Bishop. Yeah, yeah at one point Isaac was carrying Bishop like a baby. <laughs> like um, a wee little baby. So <laughs> and she's... Tig was around as well. Okay. Yeah, Tig, you would have heard the scream. Yeah. I think we all showed up because I failed an observation check. Yeah, I think so. And so I was there, but Isaac was the one who saw everything first. And then. Yeah. So Tig was probably crouched down with uh, the Dokken. Now, keep in mind that the power has gone out. So right now, y'all are everywhere y'all are moving is by shoulder lamps and flashlights. So, uh, uh, you know, inside the cargo facility, there's a lot of people that are somewhat panicked by the echoing scream that they heard a few moments ago. But that's not your problem right now. Your problem is that blood smear going into the air duct and the boot with a foot still in it. Oh, yeah, I would say upon having seen that probably once it was pointed out tig has the i had that that uh rifle from the the down ship and so that is immediately pointed in the direction of that okay. yeah of that that port that vent port and you raise it up to the vent port mm -hmm. just watching while the doc dealt with okay nothing home. it's mm -hmm. eerily quiet especially because the power is off mm -hmm. the backup generators have not activated which in the back of your mind, each of you knows it's going to be a problem when it comes to air scrubbers. Limited time. If if I get back, uh, I would like to take a look at the foot to see how it was okay. removed from the person. Okay. Um, make me 
I'm hmm. fully flanking, by the way. I am like fully on, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, you've been in this situation plenty mm -hmm. of times, Tig. Uh, sometimes you were the one that was getting covered. Sometimes you were covering the people. But mm -hmm. you've certainly been in situations where work needed to be done and somebody had to stand overwatch. Mm -hmm. So in this case, Doc, I think because you are trying, this would be, I think you're using your medical ability here. So use your medical mm -hmm. aid to check the foot. Nice. And can I use my uh, medical kit? Not for this one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That is two successes. Two successes. So you were trying to ascertain what the heck happened here. Yeah, I want to know if this was a, a cut. Was the foot cut off? Was it pulled off by brute strength? Uh, I want to. I'm trying to just kind of gauge whatever I can about this it's not creature. hard to, to start putting it together uh without going into gory detail there's still mm -hmm. musculature that is literally hanging out the side of the boot which tells okay. you which tells you that's part of the calf muscle and it's very likely yeah. that this was bitten off and it was probably done quickly because being left behind your instinct is that it was bitten off probably well, before I give you any more information, what do you want to use your second stunt for? Your stunt for? Mm, that is... I think more information right now is what, okay. we, what we need. You can picture in your head, Ethan was kicking at this thing. He may have gotten in a few good kicks because there's another fluid that's at the bottom of the boot that you can see it's not blood of any kind. Um... You imagine Ethan must have been kicking at this thing, which tells you he was probably being dragged into the air vent and he was trying to kick it off of him and it lashed out and bit off, tore it free. And that am was I, what he needed. Am I able to kind of deduce the size of this thing by the bite? Uh, yes, but because you've used your second stunt, you're going to need- That's fair. Yeah. You you could ascertain that if you spent some time studying this. Yes. Okay. I think you get that, a bite radius down, probably. Yeah, I think he's just. Uh, it's 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 very weird. After he calmed, uh, calmed his friend down, he's just hyper focusing on on what he has here. Okay. Are you verbalizing any of this? Yeah. Yeah. To it, Tig. It's 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 not so much the Tig as much as it's just out loud. A, an out loud catalog like nah. This, now, I know a bite when I see one, but good God, to bite it that hard, that fast. How big is this thing? This ain't not like no wolf and no dog bite. And it's just yeah, going yeah, yeah. through. <laughs> At that, I think Tig will, like, crouch down, like, still completely eyes on where mm -hmm. this, like, trail is leading with the rifle up. We'll crouch down so that she's next to Doc, and I'm going to try to look down and get, a, like, a, a couple of, like, glances at it. To okay. see if I can, from having seen and encountered the creature, does that seem like... Make a yeah, make a medical aid check. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everybody came to play aliens. I came to play house. <laughs> <laughs> That's one success and good on... The success is on the panic dying. Okay. So. Yeah. Take a look. 
you're a Marine and you, you have seen the sights, you've been places and encountering native life sometimes is quite terrifying. You, and you have heard plenty of stories about lion worms, which can grow up to three meters and like to eat things that move. And mm. there are occasional things that y'all have run into that, that can do some pretty vicious shit. And you're glancing down at this and the bite force of this thing must be comparable to yeah, like a great white shark <laughs> to have been able to tear, which is one of the most powerful bites on the planet earth. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, not, not it's up in the air, whether or not that species is even around anymore in the alien universe, but, um, but, uh, hell of a bite to have torn, to have been able to chomp down on this thing and to have tearing the leg to tear the leg free like this. It was a single bite. It was not a, it, it, <coughs> it did not look like a gnawing strike. It looked like it chomped hard and tore it True. off and yeah. Okay. Does this like, but as far as scale, does this seem, does this match the creature we encountered? Okay. I think. Or is comparable. Comparable is probably the best way to describe okay. it. Yeah. Delightful. Okay. Delightful. Probably about the same size. You weren't can't, really able to get gauge exact, but yeah, it's comparable. But, okay. Yeah. You feel pretty confident that it's probably just like the creature you encountered on the ship. She kind of, I think, will like take her second to like look it over. It's like going back and forth between <laughs> keeping her eyes straight ahead and then back down, just like very quick, quick glances. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, that's probably it. How tall it was? It was over six feet tall, something like that, six or seven feet tall. I don't remember um, how big you described it as. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. One second. Because now she was super tall, it, like filled the doorway. That's the way that I remember. I I'm thought. afraid. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I might have to amend amend the information I just gave you. Uh, oh, let me just check one piece of information because, uh, you just made me reconsider. Yes, I, there is a, <laughs> there's an excellent point. Let's see here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amending this information. All right. Um, it is not comparable. It okay. is smaller. Okay. It doesn't look like it was a clean bite. It okay. looks like it was broken and torn free. Ooh. And and Doc, you would get that too. Well, now let's just. It looks like it, it, there are bite marks on it, which which seem to indicate that it was it, that that may have actually been the cause of the break. But the the bite mark. Oh man, your blood kind of starts to run cold a little bit, Tig, because the bite mark itself looks vaguely it not not from the indentation of the teeth marks that are in the boot leather and the flesh that remains. But the size and the diameter that Doc is trying to get down looks vaguely human-sized. Like a human mouth with sharp teeth did this. Okay. It's possibly the same thing. But smaller. This, yeah, maybe a smaller version of it. 
Possibly? Or a person with some body modifications and wait, wait. a questionable appetite. Um, you, you, saying, you saying a person did this? So. I don't know. Person-sized? Well, certainly seems that way, but the strength needed to do something like this is just... A littler one. That's all I can think of right now. Oh, great. So we've got a little people-shaped person with razor-sharp teeth and jaws that have been practicing on well-done meat all their life. <laughs> How to get in? I'm guessing through the scrubbers, but I would have a be much better idea of that than I... Yeah, I would kind of turn, not, not away, but like with like kind of voice over the shoulder. Isaac, is that possible? Or something to get in through the scrubbers? Oh, we can't hear you. You are muted. Uh-oh. This is Sam going, wait a minute. No, I'm not. <laughs> They're not software muted. They may be harder muted. Nope. This is Sam basically saying, wait, I'm not muted at all. Oh, damn it. My tech is on the fritz. <laughs> fritz. There you go. Hi. There he goes. Hey, you one un now you're muted again now you're and plugs it back in. Yes, yeah, I had to close the menu. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, all of which was to say about that, <laughs> about that, uh, about that Isaac. Okay. And the air scrubbers. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't have to roll Isaac. This is something you would you would absolutely have information to, being the the machine head of the group. Um, the yeah. truth is, is <laughs> technically something crawling in through the air scrubbers would kill whatever was foolish enough to get through the processing units to try to gain access. However, this colony's air scrubbers have been offline for a better part of a week. So, yeah, if something crawled through the air scrubbers, it could have easily made it past some of the systems that have been inoperable. It's conceivable, so, yes. What am I looking at while I'm in there? What are you looking at? Um, All right, when you say you're in there, where do you mean? Are you in the air? Did you crawl into the... I mean, I, you haven't heard from Isaac yet. I... I... <laughs> That's true, but but both the Doc and Tig had been staring at that hole like a hawk. <laughs> so did... They, did... they could have gone through it while, while we were talking. If they, they, looked at the, they both looked at the foot. All right. And <laughs> last, I, last I think we narrated, I was, I was closest. Mm -hmm. So Isaac... if nothing else, looking for the rest of the body was so then if that's what's been happening i need mm -hmm. to know how far isaac has crawled into the space have i found a body yet no you have found a trail a streaking trail of blood going all the way down to a junction point about seven meters ahead of you how thin is the streak um like uh on Not thin okay then it was dragged slowly the the slower it goes, the more blood has a chance yeah. to I mean, yeah, leave the body. Also considering that an entire limb had been damaged, uh yeah. Oh yeah. I bleed like stink. So yeah, your your instinct is also judging from the judging from the area of effect of the blood on the inner side of the air scrubber itself. Isaac, it doesn't take much for your imagination to imagine that whoever was dragged in here obviously must have been Ethan that they were kicking and screaming for the first part and then stopped about halfway down the tunnel. Okay. 
Um, so seven meters. Um, how far? So there's a junction seven mm-hmm. meters in? About seven meters down. You can yeah. see it at the end of that shaft of light that's beaming off the lamp that you're holding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how far is that from the air scrubber? Like, what does what do these systems look like? Because I've been studying the air scrubbers. So the air scrubbers, in effect, on the outside of where y'all are at, the scrubbers themselves are like filtration units that basically plug into air recycling units deep inside these junction points. The principal, the first part of the air scrubber, though, is the circulation unit up at the front, which could best be described as essentially a large techie looking fan that is just built into the side and it pumps clean air back into the facility. That was right. what I was working on with Ethan earlier today? Yeah, Ethan had already replaced the interior units, and the two of you were up there basically installing a new fan into the wall unit because the old one had essentially become in need of repairs. It needed to be basically re-upped. So is it correct to say that... A humanoid-sized person would have relative freedom of movement through the through these because there yes. isn't anything like a fan to block the way it's centralized. This is really intake and outflow. Think of a Jeffrey's tube. It's very similar in space and size. I um, was profoundly concerned you would say something like that. Yeah, it's basically about the same size. It's a crawl space that you can move in and out of to access the interior parts of the environmental controls. That is very bad. All right. Um, we're going to need the rest of the humans to huddle very closely together, so I should probably tell my humans to huddle. Okay, you inch your way back out, Isaac, and you lower yourself back down. It's a small, just a small gap between your feet and the floor as you let go of the edge and turn around. It's already gone. With Ethan. Okay. Could be arbitrarily distant throughout these pipes. There aren't a lot of points of stoppage for it. And there are many such intakes. How many are there in this room? Uh, air scrubbers? Yeah. In like this, these. In this corridor like this, there is an access point or an air scrubber. There's one air scrubber every 10 meters going down okay. the corridor. So if the remaining survivors do not congregate very far from those intakes, they are at risk of being picked off. Right. Okay, so I think first order of business is we've got a lot of big, strong fellows with big, loud guns, so I think we should have them stationed near and around the air filtration system. If for no better reason than their firing will be a good alert to get people moving. So I'll orchestrate that. We, We need to get the crew together. We, we, we've got to we've got to start thinking about what it is these creatures are and how best to help these people defend themselves, and that might involve having a conversation with the administrator. 
Is that a euphemism? Uh, no, not yet. But I'm sure once things quiet down, we'll find a fun euphemism for it. I hope y'all don't mind me being a hypocrite. Uh, and he pulls out that one cigarette. Yeah, it just lights. <laughs> it's been a while, Doc. <laughs> but as soon as you light it and take a deep breath, you do oh. bad. You do bad things to your health, and you yeah. also lose a point of stress. Tig fully just snorts at that while he's keeping like. So make sure on. to make sure to subtract a point of stress. All right. And uh, you you hear in some I, distant I, other reality. A voice of game mother saying, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> I'm an asthmatic, and I'm telling you now, it's not worth it. it, it it's, it's bad. I, I lose one stress, but I gain one shame. You gain, point of, <laughs> you gain a point of shame. <laughs> he rolls um, the dice of shame. So I think uh, I'm uh, I think I would have uh, Doc try and rally up the mercenaries here. Okay. Right, so it's just kind of like one of those banging, like, anything that he can find that, to get everybody's attention. You, you don't even need to do that, because your approach, the moment you guys re-enter the cargo facility, people in here are on the edge because there is no light except for what's being shined in the lamps. When you re-enter, keeping in mind, Doc, that you have... Albright has definitely gained a sense of status among the militia that is formed from the mining colony here. Everyone's kind of looking at you. Word has kind of spread that you're the new benefactor. You're the new money in town. And so when you re-enter, the first thing that happens is Kenneth approaches you. And he says, hey, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on is that uh, our scrubbers seem to be vulnerable. And What, what, what does that mean? It means that there's something out there that means to do us harm, and they have found that it is easiest for them to get in through our air scrubbers. Now, it was able to catch us unawares before because we did not know that that was a vulnerability that we had, but we do know now. And so, if you are able and you have a weapon, I mean for you to stand clear and away from from the scrubbers, but inside of it, if you see anything, flicker, move, breathe, or whisper, I want you to start lighting up. Upon hearing such noises as gunfire, I need everybody else to prepare to move. I don't know the capabilities of these things, but from what I've been able to ascertain, it is vicious, nasty, and it can bite. This is a short-term solution. We are working on a long-term solution. At about this point, as you were giving this speech, Doc, the subtle changes that have come over his expression as you've talked is slowly starting to cause you to take a more interest in what's going on with him than what you're saying. Ooh. Because you see the color drain from his face. And as you continue to talk, his eyes immediately dart up to the air scrubbers. And... When he notices you kind of slowing down for a second, he looks at you and says, that fucking thing is here? Wait, until, which one? Until, son, Did you see I, it? What did it look like? Take it as nearby, has been kind of backing up. <laughs> Doc goes, how many are there? <laughs> there, there, there. 
Son, I will tell you what I know, but I need you to tell me what you know and all of it. There was, there was a, there was a, um, there was a thing. Yes. There's a big one and a little one. Is there more than that? Little one? I don't, I don't know anything about that. I, I, I uh, there was, um, there was just, a th there was a thing at the crash site. I didn't know there were t there was a little one. And so there is. Or a comparably smaller one. Can't say it's necessarily little. But it's fast as hell, and it's hungry. And Jeez. angry, agitated, unclear. You're gonna keep these people safe, okay? Holy shit, okay. Okay? Well, so, you know about it then? Yeah, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, okay. Got any pro tips? Son, you seem to be mighty afraid, so let me give you this short bit of reassurance. A couple of my colleagues ran into these things. Close quarters and unsuspected, and they dealt with it. These things live, these things breathe, and they can die. There's more? Where yes. Unclear. <laughs> Where did you... There's more... Holy shit. How many do you know about? Just the one? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, there was, there was the one at the ship. Mm-hmm. Why'd you ask which one, then? Well... Eh? Fuck it. All right, fine. Um... Thank you. Good job, dear. The, the, um... Yeah, we were... We were sent out to... We went with the administrator. We, we went to the... We went to the... There's a, there's a the down... ship, yep. Oh shit! You know everything. Oh yeah! Come on, let's keep spilling. We're trying to help you here. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a downed UPP ship out there. We, yes. we, we detected it. The administrator detected it. Um, uh, I, I didn't know it, it, how long it had been out there, but we, we went out there, uh, with, uh, on one of the tractors, and we, we, the storm was nearby. We had to be quick. Uh, the administrator went inside, and he he got some kind of containment thing, or like he called kept calling it containment unit, but took it out and um, and 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 then and then Bishop was investigating the, the cargo bay, and and then this thing came out of nowhere. It just leapt out of I I I don't know where it came from. It just leapt out of nowhere, and it tore apart. It tore apart Nigel, and then came for us and then all of the sudden there was a sniper there was a a loud shot and this thing got sh hit in the back i thought it, maybe it was one of us but we couldn't see where it was coming from and it was clear that upp had shown up there was a, a upp operative on site it shot the thing i guess that it tracked us it was trying to i don't know what happened but we it drove the thing off, and I, 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 I ran inside, and I, I told the administrator what was going on, and he ordered me to, uh, cut, to, to cut into Bishop and deactivate him, and, and so I, I, I did the thing, and it, we got into the tractor and came back, and, and I guess, the, I, I thought that was the last we were going to see of that thing. I so fled, and, and, and I don't know where the UPP operative 
We're, I don't know where he was shooting from or where that was, what that was all about. But, and, and, then, and then we left. We'll shoot. All right, well, that one's dead. Um, you're welcome. There's apparently another one. And it's here, and we need you to chill for a little bit to make sure that it doesn't get any more of your people, okay? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Be friends with Nigel? Good, good buddy? Work with you a while out here on the colony? I mean, he wasn't a... He wasn't... He was a miner with the rest of us. He wasn't like a... But he's someone you worked with. Yeah, he was He was all right. I didn't know him that well. All right. Well, I didn't want, want him to die. Else. Yes, exactly. You don't want anyone else here to end up like Nigel, so I need you and your guys to get your heads on right and make sure that none of the civilians get got, all right? Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this thing's in the air ducts. You said it was in the so. We think so. Okay. It could be anywhere. We have no power. The air is going to run out. Like I know, and we're working on it. That's why and we need y'all to keep vigilant. Uh, we need your help. He looks like he's on the verge of panic at this point. He's just, okay, okay. And it, he glances I... over at Shiko, and he seems to understand what's happened to her. And then it dawns on him, and he goes, where the fuck is Ethan? Oh, fuck. Where the fuck is Ethan? Unfortunately. Oh, fuck, no. I'm, I grab him by the shoulder, and I, like, like really, like, grip both shoulders. Get it together, okay? Get it together. If you want to make a yes, manipulation check. I do. And also, I want to, if I can use through all of this, Tig trying to be very chill with this, if I can use uh, banter. Yeah, you could banter him. On an NPC, I am unclear. I'll let you do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, to remove a, 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 a stress diet. Um, yeah, because it looks like he is starting to slip over the edge. Yeah. Um, just get it, get it together. <laughs> get it together, Kenneth. <laughs> okay. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Four, five, six. Okay. Ah. Three successes. <laughs> okay, you put him into the wall. Yeah, just. And he, mm -hmm. bam, he hits up against the wall, and you just say, get it together, and he just, you seem like it's, it's enough to shock him out of it, and he goes, um, you've got two stunts on that. Oh, shit. So, okay. Now, these are manipulation stunts. So, yeah. Um, so, this is, the target is impressed by you and will help you later. Uh, does more than is asked for. Mm -hmm. Target doesn't demand any. Basically, right now, Tig, you have total command over him. He is looking for someone to tell him what to do. So, you just okay. became General Tig in his eyes. He just goes, Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm good. You've got this. All what do right. we do? You're going to make sure that your people stay alive, okay? Okay. That's your job. Got it. We might come back and ask for more help, but right now, that's what you're focusing on. Okay. Television, all right? And Thank you, you. You guys killed this one of these things already. Yes. Does they the administrator die. know? Unclear. I should contact him, right? Nah, he's about to know. He's about to know. What about your that Your focus... Point? is your people make sure they stay alive and i want to use so okay. i get i have two stunts uh -huh. right? i'm not three success yep um i want to I, I definitely want to bank a we'll try to aid you later in some way uh and i'm gonna then, write that down and Kenneth, then if he survives we'll aid yes. take later thank you um 
This feels so mean. I want to take a dozen more than you asked for. <laughs> okay. He says, um, I, I think maybe we should find some, I, I think maybe it's time to distribute a few more weapons to people. We have a couple of guns left in the armory that we hadn't touched yet, but they were like, um, they were company guns. You know your people better than we do. You get them outfitted and you keep okay. them safe. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll see. And that you includes might need you. To... You're part of your people. Keep yourself safe. Keep them safe. They'll keep you safe. All right. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll pick a couple of people we know we can trust in the crowd to keep things calm and to uh, help us out. We need to gain access to the armory, and that's in the administrator's office. Okay. We'll work on that. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll get to work. Thank you. And he just kind of, like, takes a step back. He's like, that doesn't always work. Doc just, like, passes the cigarette over the seat. Without even looking to. <laughs> we'll pass it back. <laughs> As Isaac kind of cocks their head to the side watching the two of you. <laughs> um, back at the front door of the colony, the wind is roaring as the storm is churning overhead. You are being kept in place right now, Martha, by a very powerful synthetic who is help, who's holding on to you while gripping one of the, uh, like the walkway, like the ramp has bars in the walkway to assist. He's gripping hold of that and he's entering in an access code. And you just see there's no, there's no digital readout appearing. And amongst the roaring of the wind, he turns and shouts at you. The power seems to be off. I can't get the door open. I can try to force it. It's actually kind of perfect that you're a muted because of the roaring wind. <laughs> Martha says, okay, let me try something first. Can you put me in front of you? He just positions you around and puts one hand on your side. I don't know if I have a better shot at this because there's no power. But I have electronic tools, which is my hardware. Comtech bonus, mm. and I have my door thing bypass. Yeah, with no power, this would be a heavy machinery check. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay, so Martha tinkers with it for a second. She's like, nope, you go ahead and do it. <laughs> do your thing. In which case, it's going to be an athletics. Uh, this is going to be uh, let's see. Close combat. Stamina. This is going to be a stamina check. Alright, so Bishop is going to roll stamina. He moves over to the door. He's going to have his data moment. Let's see if we can't pull this off. Keeping in mind that he is not an Isaac unit, so he is not... An absolute unit, yeah. He is not a... <laughs> All right, he needs... Oh, I rolled a six. Okay. Um, I rolled a six, two fives, and three threes. He... You see him, he's like, he, he actually, he turns to you and he says, hold on to this railing. Okay. And he helps you like grab hold of it. And he seems to wait to see to make sure. 
and you kind of wrap your arm around to get a good hook onto the onto the railing itself so you're not relying on your your grip strength alone and as soon as he lets go of you martha you can feel yourself being pushed you're certain that if you were to hop you would leave the ground and stay hovering in the air gripping onto this thing that's how the gusts here are largely being you are being protected from the worst of it, largely by the outcropping of the of the building itself. If the wind gusts are coming from the east, you guys are sort of in this, the sort of like in this indention of where the walkway is. So you're you're getting some blockage, basically. The the building is running interference for you. If it wasn't, you're almost certain you'd be getting blown away by this point. You see Bishop muscle up, and it takes him a few moments. You see him back off for a second and then put his fingers back in and he starts working and working and working. And a few moments later, he starts to slowly pull these doors open. You can hear even amongst the howling of the wind, the screeching of the metal and, and he gets it pulled all the way open to about enough to squeeze through before he stops and then, holding onto the door, he reaches out and offers his hand to you. I grab it. As he starts pulling you, you feel your feet starting to slip away from the ramp. And at one point, you feel yourself lifting off as he pulls you up and his hair whipping all around his face as he kind of shoves you through the door and you collapse onto the inside your breathing mask has almost been pulled off to the left side of your face and you have to readjust it for a moment he gets inside a few moments later and starts slowly closing it up as you see lightning strikes outside these brilliant white flashes of light and a few seconds later the door and he turns and looks at you without panting showing no physical exertion at all and very calmly says to you i can't guarantee an environmental seal like this if we open up the inner door, there's a good chance that we'll contaminate the air if we don't close it quickly. And I don't know how quickly I'll be able to close it. Crap. Well, you have access codes. Is there any type of, like, backup power that we could try to boot up? Mother can back up the power generators from the administrator's office if we can gain access. She should be doing that automatically, but it's possible there's been some sort of interference. I think we're gonna just have to risk risk the contamination till we can get to a place where we can help get the power back on. Understood. Bishop moves over to the door and begins pulling on that door as well. Three. Six, three, four, three, two. Um, again, screeching and grinding noises, which echo out down the corridor. <laughs> Not you. Why are you listening? My my synthetic is like, hey, I can help with that. Um, listening. Yeah. Uh, make an observation check. Isaac, Tig, and Doc. Ooh, okay, let's do it. Observation. I'm terrible. 
Three fives and a four. I love how they flirted with you. But then they were like, nah. <laughs> I've never succeeded in an observation check. The <laughs> I'm about starting now, apparently. Okay. Uh, that is a six, five, four, three, five, two, six. Okay, no ones on the on the stress die. So nobody else seems to notice it, but Doc, you were closest to the doorway into the, this large double door that leads out into the corridor. And you hear in a distant, like, shrieking of metal, like a screeching sound echoing out from all the way down the corridor. Tig, Tig. Immediately rolled around. Hmm? Uh, there. <laughs> and I'm just going to point to the sound. Can I hear it if it's pointed out to me? Yeah. I'm going to start heading that direction immediately. You dash off also. in that direction. Okay. <laughs> Y'all dashing down the corridor. The only sounds is that shrieking of metal. And uh, you can hear your heavy boots against the, the catwalked metal floor of the colony itself as y'all are dashing down the corridor but up ahead you think you see the large double doors of the airlock being pried open oh shit yeah fast as I can <laughs> running as um, fast as you can <laughs> Martha it's it's rather eerie for you as well because what's clear to you as y'all are now inside the airlock is it is dark in here and as there the are doors, lights kind of flashing yeah, coming in their direction you can see like <laughs> what looks like lights that are kind of like swaying in and out of the crack that's starting to grow larger and larger as bishops pulling these two large metal doors open but you can see and hear someone running down the corridor towards you guys uh i say to bishop get to the side he moves off to the side and i peek peek through the door you just see two flashlights running in your direction. The two of you, however, think you see Martha's head peeking out between the uh, the seals of the airlock door. I think I think Tig kind of like slows just a little bit. Is Corporal? Hey! Oh my uh, God! Oh, oh I full on Jesus. thought you were one of the little. Did you little come running biters. with us? Did you come running with them, Doc? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you catch up behind them. It fully, fully out of breath. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. You thought I'll I was one of the what? There's another one. It's it here. Um, how'd surgery go? Uh, great. And yeah. I step aside as if to present a new friend. You hear a voice say, "Are you introducing me?" Yes. This is oh. my team that I mentioned. He this is peeks team. out between the cracks. Says, "Hello." Do you go by Bishop? Do you want a different name? Do you have a different name? Well, it's true that I was given the name Bishop, but to be honest with you, I've actually always kind of liked that name. Okay. This is Bishop. Pleasure, pleasure to have you with us, Bishop. I wish that our meeting could have happened during better times. Um, with, with, the, with, with that door having been open, that's not going to cause any sort of worry now is it it's actually starting to cause you both tig Ooh. and uh, tig and do we Doc. have masks on us not no, on i do not, not i do not, not wearing them yeah no i would but I'll you put it on start, if we can feel it it's it's kind of like uh it's kind of like that sensation when you're too close to a campfire and you breathe in a little too deep and you <laughs> yeah as soon as they start to a little feel bit it, of a burn will kind of like oh crap. yeah Let's get this door. Can we? Is it wide enough for us to fit through yet? 
Yeah, you can squeeze through. Okay, yeah. I'm going to squeeze through, and then Bishop... Bishop's explaining, as as Martha's squeezing through, Bishop explains pretty much what's just happened. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get a new seal. Martha ordered the door open. That's okay. We got you back inside. That's good. Um, Sorry. Uh, Take Finch... Dr. Reginald Albright and our friend Isaac. Uh, nice to meet you. Glad Isaac. to have you back online. He nods to you. Do you prefer to be called Isaac? So far, yes. He nods. It's nice to meet you. You're the first Isaac I've met. You're the first bishop. The first. I need to close the airlock. May I help? I would appreciate the assistance. And gets on the other side. With focus on one door at a time, the two of you manage to get it closed. It is clear that Isaac has an advantage of strength. Isaac just starts... Um, Bishop gets a little bit momentum going and then manages to get it closed. Uh, and just as a quick check, you move over and check the door and actually close up as tightly as you can get it. It's not going to be perfect, but at least it's not going to compound the problems right now. You're not going to have a toxic air leakage that's going to rapidly diminish how much time the colony has left. Can we do anything with my mechanical cutting torch to like... Weld it closed? Yeah. Yes, but you would, that would require you welding it again to open it. But yes, you can weld the edges if you wanted, if you wanted to start sealing it. That would probably take about half a shift worth. That's a big, yeah, it's a big time commitment. I don't know if we have time for that. Respectfully, I think the CO2 buildup in the atmosphere from exhalation will be fatal long, long before the Fair. small I have to toxicity. concur with Isaac. All right. Or the creature. If I may, that our number one priority is to get the power turned on and to have a conversation with the administrator. And, I can't help but figure a man like that would have the access to the powers close to him. So it may be all one trip. I would like to fill in Martha and Bishop on the things that have happened since we have split. Bishop does seem seem confused for a moment. He turns to Martha and says, I thought you said the creature had been killed. Uh, Yes, but there's there's another another one. one, apparently. I only saw the one at the ship. Uh, Organics reproduce. Tig, Martha looks at you with a very disturbed look on her face. When you say organics reproduce, Bishop considers that and says that would be an extraordinarily fast reproduction cycle. And would would also imply an incredible rate of maturation. Or organics reproduce, uh, or sometimes they can be produced. Altered. Altered. Recreated. Something else. Yes. And I look at Tig again. There's a possibility it's something completely different with the same bloodlust. It's just smaller, comparably, as Ah. I know. I'm I'm thinking from all the pieces that we have, and it's just a working theory. I'm I ain't no detective now, but if the administrator was obsessed with this thing, 
I believe that there might have been some studying of this creature and an attempt to per perhaps recreate it. Bishop, are there any areas in the facility that have been completely off limits to everyone but the administrator? Mainly the administrator's office. He's been very selective about who he has let in and out ever since he detected the SSV Novik. Everything points there. We gotta... I think we gotta go there. I don't recall ever seeing a sniper that you mentioned. Though I yeah. did hear lots of screaming and n there was a comment made about a third person or a third yeah, active not, party. Not sure. Some things don't quite line up. We don't have all the answers. Look, so if you would... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, please, go ahead. I was just going to suggest we walk and talk towards the... Yes, we're, I think we should absolutely. keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where is the... Have I seen from the schematics that I've been working on the base where the power is? So, what you have also learned is kind of confirmed by what Bishop has told Martha, which is Mother is the quickest way to bring up a backup generator. She should have kicked it in automatically. So it's possible that Mother just needs to be... Mother should have her own backup system. It's always a fail-safe with these Wayland yutani computer devices that they always... Mothers always have a backup system for safety. So it's highly unlikely that she is offline. Uh, if she is, there sh you do know that there is a, a generator located at the easternmost part of the building that could supply the colony with 24 hours worth of power and get mother back up online if she is offline. But it would require okay. it require a manual startup on the exterior of the of the building. Do we split? Well, uh, can uh, that power be accessed uh independently of any overrides from mother? Perhaps if there an order were given for instance not to induce backup generation, would the exterior generator override that? Uh, no, Mother would have final say. She can literally control... If Mother was offline, then Mother probably wouldn't have any say at all. If Mother was online, then Mother could actually dictate whether or not power was allowed into which portions of the building, no matter what generator was on. See, uh, it, it, it's... Mm. Is there any way to see if this was, if this is Mother doing as she's told versus just being down? Uh, Not from here. We have to get right. to... It sounds like all software architecture decisions aside, all circuitry leads to Mother. Then we gotta the go to the administrator's office. Let's go. Do we, is this, um, is this an all hands on deck thing or do we want quietly to some, one or two of us to head to the backup generator just in case mother is completely offline? I'm willing to bet I... dollars to donuts that mother's online and working just fine. All right. I think we should also stay together because Bishop has access codes. This is true. Like all of them. It's true. So we're gonna Though, wanna... gotta get power back up first. Yeah, exactly. He, he gives a, a very kind of funny shrug. He says, I don't know how much good it's going to do without power. Yeah. Right. All we'll, right. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, to the I'm, office then. 
as we're walking, I'm gonna like sidle up to Tig mm. and say, so I don't know if you've put two and two together yet, but it could be possible that your friend was experimented on and turned into whatever this other thing is. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it. Okay, got it. I just, I yeah. just wanted to say it out loud because, you know, in the moment, if we have to shoot this thing, it could be hard for you to do that or to see that happen. We don't know anything. We got people to protect. Yeah. Actually, as we're walking, I'm gonna pull out my my um, my pad again. Okay. And the file, the Dark Star file. Okay. I'd like to. I I don't remember. I think we just saw that it was personnel file. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. there's no more info to get from that. No, there's more info. It, yeah. it personnel files were only a part of it. Oh. We, we, we only had like a minute to look through stuff. Yeah, we, you only had a minute. There's, mm -hmm. There is Barely. a lot of information on that pad. Ooh, I'm going to do another look at it. Okay. It's easy enough to bring up. Um, okay. All of it is in Russian. Some of it's in Chinese from what you can tell. Um, but that's pretty typical. UPP is the Union of Progressive Peoples is typically made up of those are the two biggest powers that make up the UPP. Um, as you're looking at a few of the files, you see uh, one of them just says data one, data two. Uh, the other one says uh, project personnel files. Um, and that's the three main folders that you see inside. Uh, this is all being translated, of course, through your data pad. Mm -hmm. uh, data one has what looks like uh, log entries, as well as observations and scientific findings from what you can look at. Ooh, definitely want to look at that. You, about this point, you all reach the administrator's office door, as it is the first major door in the in the colony facility, located to your right. The light that shines that I described before, that kind of guides people towards the administrator's office, is of course dark. When you move up to the door itself, it, like the airlock door, is completely sealed. And Bishop glances over at you, and. He glances over at you, Isaac, and he says, unfortunately, brute strength isn't going to be able to move this door. It has a secured locking mechanism in force. This was in case the administrator ever had to lock down the facility from within. It speaks pretty low of Wayland yutani that they take more safety precautions for the administrator's office than they do the airlock. Hmm. What kind of locking mechanism? He describes what what sounds like a four-hooked mechanism on the inner barriers of the door. So when the door closes, there are these giant metal hooks that slide into slots on the other door and click into place. And they go straight down the sides. And he points at them. He's like, they would be located here, here, and here on both sides of the door, top and bottom. It's possible to cut through them, but it would take a while. Are... Oh. Isaac will look up and down the hallways mm -hmm. for intakes. Yep. There's one about five meters from where you're standing. It's not on. It seems there's a more efficient, albeit hazardous, means of 
ingress. I hate to admit it, but I think you're right. As Bishop looks up to see what you're looking at. Hazardous in what way, Isaac? The monster. Isaac is suggesting we crawl in through the space located there to gain access to the administrator's office. Usually this is not an access point, but with the air scrubbers off, Isaac and I both will be able to access it. Well, well, shoot, I don't like that. What are our choices? I I'm gonna knock on the door and go, Administrator? Ding, ding, ding. You in there? After a few moments of no reply, Bishop says, part of me was hoping that would work. I was too. I, I would, I would like to try one other thing just in case he's in there just not saying anything. Okay. I was hoping that would work because I found a wonderfully interesting biological sample here of a rather interesting type. And I was wondering if there's anybody that has claimed patent to it already because I have wonderful ideas of what I might be able to do with it. <laughs> I'm just going to try and bait him out. God, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, my camera was like, we're done. These eldritch horrors brought to you by El Gato. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, I would normally totally recommend, and will, would, would totally recommend uh, El Gato software and equipment. But tonight, not so much. <laughs> they um, had an attitude problem. Yeah, it has an attitude problem. It's, okay, come on, calm down. <laughs> oh, calm I got down. an attitude the, the problem. The camera's scared. You've scared yeah. it. Yeah, I don't blame it. Um... All right, so uh, after after shouting this out, after a few mm -hmm. moments, nothing happens. It is eerily, it is eerily quiet, and nothing seems to happen. Tigga, all right, swings the rifle on her back and gets into like a boosting position underneath the vent for whoever wants up. <laughs> I will borrow the title Lord of the Uppies temporarily for the purpose of this <laughs> lift only. Okay. Honored you, to help elevate you. Uh, Isaac, make a heavy machinery um, check to remove the fan from the wall, as you have done many a time before. Reach yes. to the skies like the king you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds like something where my maintenance track comes in handy. Sam is about to get the RPG equivalent of a Half-Life 2 air duct crawl. It's going to be fun. I don't know what that means. But the audience probably <laughs> does, and they are pitying you right now. <laughs> oh, um, two successes, though, so, like, I'm okay. going to get to the scary efficiently. Um, with two successes, you you can... Uh, this I'm going to bring this up now, because one of the stunts you can do is plus one later to a related role, if you'd like. Or you can do uh, half the usual time, break it permanently, act quietly, show off, don't need to roll again for this exact roll ever again. Mmm. Ooh. There are multiple temptations here. Mm hmm But I would like to, for multiple reasons, take act quietly. Okay. And you do. You remove it with gentle speed. You place it down against the ground, and you are heft up into the air duct. A few moments later, Bishop follows after you, and the two of you crawl into a darkened space. 
You can see little motes of dust floating in the beams of light that shine in front of you. About five meters ahead is a junction point that branches off, which you can imagine is basically the circulatory system of the entire colony facility. There is an odd sound from time to time, which could be just the building groaning from the sheer force of the storm that blows outside, the thunder that's rolling overhead. But Isaac, it's really hard to differentiate between those noises and what you might imagine would be something crawling down the spaces rather quickly. But there's no point in fretting about it now. You have one objective, and it's in front of you. And judging from what you remember of the blueprints, it's heading down to that junction point, turning right, which should take you straight into the administrator's office without too much fanfare. And that is where we are going to pause for our break. Ah! We will be back <laughs> in 10 minutes. See you then. Welcome back, everyone. Right now, we are inside of a dark air shaft crawling towards the administrator's office. Uh, y'all are pretty much on all fours, hands and knees, as y'all are moving down the air shaft. Um, as you reach the junction, we're going to pause for a second because I realized I still need to tell everybody who won. I literally just asked the name, and then I was so eager to jump back into the game. Uh, real quick, congratulations to Green Jeans 477 You were the winner of the giveaway. You will be getting a code to gain access to the Aliens Colonial Marine Operations Manual. We will have more giveaways coming up. So if you didn't win tonight, come back and uh, watch next Monday night. We'll have another code for a giveaway. Um, and we'll get that code to you. Um, Isaac, as you reach the junction point, please make an observation check. I'm great at this. Yeah. Uh, give yourself a plus one die because you actually have... Uh, Bishop is right behind you and is also keeping a weather eye. <clears throat> What kind of weather? There's a storm about. Yeah, it's a windy weather eye. It seems like the the law of averages says that one day you'll roll a success. I've rolled one <laughs> successful observation check. I think it was oh. last game or something. I have oh. rolled one. It does happen. Okay. Well, then it doesn't happen this time, but it does happen hypothetically. All right. You when you make it to the junction point, when you look left. You just see a shaft that descends into darkness. It is just a little a beyond the, the, the reach of the beam of light that you're holding. It's just the inky blackness of a, a powered down colony station. To your right, the light shines all the way down far enough to reach the administrator's office exit junction point, which is about mm, a little over six meters away. So there's a soft glow that you can see at the very end, but it's not like the light is directly touching it. The distance is a little too far for the lamp, but it's enough that you can see the outline of an open air scrubber junction point. There is no fan waiting for you at the end of that. It looks like it is completely open and dark on the other side. All right, uh, noted. I'm. I will look back at Bishop and and scoot a little bit into the left mm -hmm. side of the junction to give him room 
to go to the right ahead of me, for some reason, the idea of him being behind and seized and dragged mm -hmm. off into the night when I've only just met him sounds like an outcome I wish to avoid. Okay. So you kind of, you basically call Bishop up closer to you? Um, if we're at, if we're at a T-junction and we need to go right, uh -huh. mm -hmm. Isaac goes left so that Bishop can go right ahead of Isaac and then Isaac will come uh, up the six. Okay. behind okay. just just switching the marching order that's all okay since we clearly don't seem to need to worry about uh the cover on the other side anyway okay um in which case you guys are able to you basically close off your distance and you're able to sort of keep a lookout on you're watching your six as much as you possibly can in this tight space the two of you edge closer and closer towards the open air scrubber junction or uh, the the portal basically that leads into the administrator's office and this bishop finally sees what you're seeing you hear him say in a very flat tone that you absolutely would know as the closest a fellow synthetic can get to sarcasm <laughs> which is well that's interesting mm -hmm. the specific nature of which is to be determined. The two of you just stare straight ahead for a few moments. I haven't like... yet calculated any reason for it to be like that. It does seem awfully quiet up ahead. Do you think it ate him? It's possible. In which case, he starts shining the light down. And about that point, since it's no longer a passive check, you guys do, in fact, see spatters of blood on the inside of, the, of where y'all are crawling right now. It leads right between the two of you, droplets and some smears. You see, at that point, when you look back behind you, you see what looks like a handprint on the wall and it doesn't look terribly old would it successfully approximate the hand size of Ethan that's very difficult to determine fair enough it's it, it certainly it certainly could be but the variables of who else's hand it could be also in play you don't know the right hand it's size not of inconsistent else. on right. first approximation Cool. Mm -hmm. Supportive evidence, not dispositive. Understood. Um, on Earth, leopards used to bring their kills back up into trees. It's an interesting and somewhat disquieting metaphor to use. But you might be right. That could be what's happened here. We need to find out. Please be careful. 
You be careful too, Isaac. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. You see a smirk on his face, and he nods. All right. All right. Two of you continue? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Androids don't feel stress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the two of you move closer and closer to the open portal. As you near the edges, you, your light begins to breach through the darkness on the other side. It touches nothing, which is not surprising considering how large and cavernous the room is. It's a two-floor room with the walled windows looking out over the colony. It doesn't surprise you that it's completely dark in here either, Isaac. When a storm like this blows in, storm shutters are pretty standard for colonies on worlds that have violent weather patterns or are prone to them. So you suspect that those storm shutters are probably closed to protect the windows, not letting any light in. When you reach the lip, the blood here has... You can see there's blood on the lip of the entry point. And at that moment, something stands out to you, Isaac, is it looks like there are, there are fingerprints, like fingers, uh, uh, blood prints on the lip of the portal that you're about to crawl out of, like somebody was hanging on to it or something. And when you move into the space, you have to hop down and land on a catwalk that's just underneath you. <laughs> And you immediately shining the light around. Uh, a few moments later, Bishop just crawls out right behind you and lands next to you. Um, the first thing you detect is, even though your olfactory, your, your olfactory senses do not work like humans do, you are able to detect a dramatic shift in the air quality in here. Something is... You're able to detect when oxygen is unsafe, particularly as somebody who works in deep space and wants to protect the people that you work with. You're able to detect when there are shifts in cabin pressures. There, you can detect when there is poisonous gases that are leaking into a facility, that kind of thing. Um, you're not sure what this is, but immediately you detect that the air in here is not safe to breathe. Mm. All right. Bishop gives you a look like he's also detecting that. And his brow furrows a little bit as he glances around. Uh, the storms are shuttered, and you can see a couple of lights are on in here. They look like lights from Mother. Computer consoles are lit up. There's a screen that's on on the far end. And the Mother mainframe server, the doors, partially... Uh, it looks like it's not completely closed, but it's not open enough for somebody to just walk into it or even squeeze through it. It's about that far open. Um... And Do there are any... bodies. Oh. There. That. The, those, those people that were dressed in neckties and whatnot that are working the systems, uh, one of them is laying on the ground in a pool of gore. And it's not just blood. It, it is things from their chest cavity partially laying out on next to them. Um, it, it looks like something simply just tore at whatever it could get into and left the rest on the ground. Curiously enough, nothing looks, just at first glance, 
the way it's been left just splayed out to his left doesn't suggest feeding it just suggests violent death hmm. bishop focuses in on that too as the two of you make your way around the catwalk and down the ramp uh the place looks like it's been torn apart chairs have been overturned you can tell that uh it looks like one of the screens is broken looks like there's glass all over the floor you see a couple of shell casings that would suggest maybe firearms were discharged in here uh which raises the question how nobody heard it that yes um there is a second body in here um the second body is nightmarish it's somebody who has been thrown up against the computer console on their back like they've been shoved up against it and they're laying across the their back um there looks like all the fingers on their left hand are completely missing um and it also looks like their throat has been removed utterly to the point where you can visibly see the spine but that's not all because their skin looks completely warped and changed you see pale blotches and black spots growing all over and these veins streaking down their eyes have become milked over and slightly shrunken and their teeth it looks like a second pair of jagged teeth have begun to grow in front of their human teeth the hands on their other side of their body it looks like the bone has split out from the flesh that grew around their fingers naturally and has started to elongate to become some kind of claw in other words it looks like a mutation or transformation at some point roll me um actually i'm gonna roll while you're looking at that i'm gonna roll for bishop here yes if you'd like to roll for observation you may as well but this is what you can see visibly without having to roll uh bishop's not gonna see it no nor i okay i would <sighs> i don't know an efficient way to get a maybe record of my visual feed into the hands of the organics with us but the doctor needs to observe this it could conceivably be infectious we have no idea of its ideology it seems like there's a lot of variables in play up to and including the number of them but we will be able to know more with power. Our tasks do not change, despite the variables. Agreed. At that point, he continues to glance around and you see uh, the light shine off around. He says, I don't see the administrator anywhere. Perhaps we should investigate the room more thoroughly. 
possible he was dragged away like the engineer, Ethan. If you would like to begin the process of getting Mother to restore power, perhaps I can continue to take a look around. Secure the room. I'm on it. And turns and heads towards the Mother unit, and you see him reach the area that's quarantined off for her the mainframe and just starts pushing it open and walks inside and sits down in the chair and starts bringing and interacting with the mother interface you can see she has power so it starts lighting up recognizing him there and you continue to search around the room mm-hmm. as you move around the floors um you see more and more signs of blood with no signs of who it came from but you have a feeling that this that what you encounter on the second floor the observation post where the sensors are found you have a feeling that what you come across is a third corpse there's enough there's enough of it there to suggest that it might be what's left of someone there's also evidence of clothing but it doesn't look like the administrator. Uh, it, it, but it looks like whoever this was died reaching for the armory, which is up here. You can see the door slightly ajar. Hmm. Um, there is a key that has been lodged into the lock to access the weapons in here. Uh, the person that was probably trying to get into it probably had their... Michael Myers moment of trying to get into the house before the killer could get to them and uh, didn't succeed. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. The key looks like it's turned and the, the, the door is slightly open. Whoever this was is probably what's left of the person that was trying to get to a gun. When you move closer to the sensors, though, uh, you find what looks like something that's very much out of place in this room. As you step closer to it, it looks like a small metal object that on top, both the top and bottom are almost in the same shape as gears, like thick gears, but smooth. They don't look like an industrial old-fashioned gear itself, just the shape of a gear. And between the two of them are these metal rods that surround what looked like three vials of glass that have been shattered. And across the top of them, written in Russian, you recognize the words biohazard, and you see a dark star located on the center of one of these gears. Oh. Yes, I don't think I will let the organics in this room. Uh, returning to what was most of a corpse, the one that was probably trying to get to the armory, that's where I'm expecting there to be some degree of, of blood pooling. How tacky is it? Timeline? This probably happened around the time you all observed the storm was coming in. Okay. So then, 
unlikely, so unlikely, verging on impossible, that it would be the the creature in any way related to the creature that Tig and Martha met. That was kilometers and kilometers away at the time that this happened. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the door and at least let my friends know that Bishop and I are, are currently safe and that they cannot come in here. Okay, how are you doing that? Okay, y'all hear knocking at the other side of the door. It's incredibly faint. Like, you have to, it takes you a moment to think, did you hear something? And you leaning in. Tig, Tig will finish the, let's let them know that we're still out here. Isaac, you can barely hear knocking. You have to press your ear up against the metal door before you sense the vibrations and the sounds coming through of them knocking back. Uh, I, I saw a, a video once of like a World War II veteran um, Morse code mm -hmm. tapper and, and uh, the, the truly virtuosic speed with which they did that. I think likewise of when a different bishop unit was able to do very uh, rapid things with knives. Um, the two of those images together in my mind, I don't, um, I will at least attempt to um, initiate a, a rapid morse code. I suspect that Martha would take my tough training in such things. Yeah. You are willing to spend a story point. I will allow the Marines to know Morse code. And I will. This... I would pitch to you that Martha is a communications expert. So, this was my thought. <laughs> that that is the reason why I think Isaac would attempt this rather than some other. I thing. think I'm sold on that. Yep. I cool, think I'm cool, sold. Cool. On that. Yes. Okay. So. Uh. Yeah. So, Martha, you're pressing your body up against the door and listening closely. And you two can do some rudimentary communication right now with Morse code. Knocking back and forth to each other. Toxic in here. Don't come in. Roger that. Uh, also, just to clarify in the narrative, because before it gets asked... I'm going to go ahead and assume, because he was with y'all, I'm going to assume that O'Donnell is still with the colonists trying to keep everything in order. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, cool. Yes. Just so everybody knows where he's okay. at. I appreciate that, because I think I had dropped and I had him back on the ship for some reason, and that would not have been warranted. Um, three bodies so far, no admin. I relay this back to the other folks. <clears throat> oh, what? what, what? What do they mean by toxic in men? Uh, we've got our we've got our breathers. Would that help us in there? I knock back. Okay for us with masks. Undetermined. Broke. Biohazard vials. 
Uh, I'm trying to shorten the loop on this. So, uh, I cannot buy a vowel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it sounds like there's some kind of biohazard in there. Dark star. Oh, that kind of biohazard. Okay, so no admin. Three bodies. So this thing is just crawling through the air ducts, picking people off. It's really comforting. Um, I'm gonna knock. What next? Power. Okay, so they're working on the power. Be back soon. And I'm gonna go circle back to to Bishop because last thing I want is is something that can that can sneak up on things, uh, splitting in between us. You run into Bishop as he was on his way to get you. Uh, as you turn around and start heading down the catwalk, he stops at the base and he goes, "Oh, Isaac, I think you should better come see this." I hope it isn't as concerning as what I saw. I'm not sure what you saw, but. I would be surprised if it was less concerning. Or perhaps more. Oh no. You see for yourself. All right. He brings you over. Uh, Mother is currently, it seems like she is in a a low power mode, as it were, and is Mm -hmm. currently drawing power upon energy reserves. She's not doing voice interaction the way uh, she normally does, because this is a slightly more advanced mother unit. Um, than the one you guys have on the Ilios, which is not saying much, because I think y'all's is a 6,500 on the Ilios, which is one of the earlier mother systems. Um, and you see text appearing, but you see he has opened what looks like a bunch of video files that have been saved since before the power went out. And he accesses them, and he's like, I've been trying to ascertain what happened here as well as talk to Mother about getting the power up online. What I've been able to determine is Mother was the one that shut off the power. Something involving containment. But... Are there any references to aerosolized biohazards? Nothing biohazard, but there was reference to something unusual that I've never seen, Mother. Well, I'll show you. He enters a couple of commands and says, Mother, please repeat explanation. Power. Why is the power off? Immediately you see, reading across the screen, something called Special Order 937. It says Priority 1. And it begins to list a complete lockdown shutdown based on what seems to be an old an old protocol that you've never seen before pop up in a mother system. But the protocol simply states, ensure the return of organism for analysis, all other considerations, secondary crew expendable. That must be an error. I've never seen this special order before, and I'm not sure what it references. 
but it seems to have been triggered by this data entry point right here. Apparently, the administrator was using the newly found power in the sensor systems to try to contact Wayland Yutani headquarters on Earth. There's was references. I have reason to believe he was, though there wasn't a reply sent. It seems like Mother went into an immediate lockdown. Judging from the logs, it would seem like the administrator had been trying for some time to reach headquarters, but hadn't had any luck. I think perhaps once he saw the storm moving in, he decided to take his chances once again. The good news is, is I should be able to get Mother to reactivate the power systems. But it could take the generators on outside to reboot in a timely fashion. We might just need to do both. But that's only the first part of what I discovered. The video footage is the other thing I wanted you to look at. And he starts playing it. Um, you just see day-to-day -day activity in here. The administrator moving around, having conversations with people. At one point, he's yelling at, at the other people who are doing their jobs. Looks like uh, tension in the workplace. That seems unkind. He seems agitated. In judging from the timestamps, you can see that this is around shortly after you all arrived. You even see the timestamp where you observe the administrator looking out the window, which you imagine is about the point when Martha spotted him watching you all. Then you see a few of the work staff moving about the stations and it's boring footage. Nothing's really standing out to you. And because there's no sound, it's hard to determine what's going on. But then towards a timestamp that's getting a little closer to when everything started to unravel is when you see a sudden flurry of activity on both the first and second floors. Hmm. On the second floor, you notice that someone is holding what looks like that small containment unit. You're not sure where in the footage that it came into, but the administrator is up there with that person. And the two of them, judging from what you can see, this is, of course, the, the universe of aliens. So the, the footage here is like lines going. It's very analog looking, so you can't really get a good read on what's happening but they both look quite agitated. The scientist looks like he is starting to freak out. Hmm. There's some kind of conversation happening. And then you see on the screen, lockdown in effect. Whereas mother orders the lockdown. And at about that point, everyone scrambles from the second floor to the bottom floor. And when they do, you watch the administrator as he places that dark star containment unit that he was holding. He places it rather carelessly on the sides of the console. Uh, and you see immediately as he heads down there, it falls. But it doesn't break from what you can tell but there is a light blinking on it rapidly. 
What is his affect as he goes downstairs? He looks like he's just as hurried and desperate as the rest of the scientists. And you see them try to gain access to the, to the mother mainframe and they cannot get the door open. The entire group of them try. You see them trying as hard as they can to pull the mainframe door open, but each of them only gets it open a little bit and they cannot gain access. They did not think the leopards would eat their face. Is that what you say out loud? <laughs> yes. Bishop looks at you curiously and goes, do you think there's a leopard in the colony? I don't think this is a leopard colony, no. But... I do think they thought themselves immune from predation in a way that was clearly not warranted. The time elapse as you're saying this. You're watching it. Of course, the event's playing out. You watch all of them starting to become more and more agitated. You watch them start behaving unusual. One of them withdraws into the corner, bundles up on himself and stops associating with anybody. People stop talking to them. Eventually, you see somebody start pacing back and forth. One person grabs a chair eventually after an hour and throws it across the room. And you just see it start to unravel. And all of them begin to become more and more agitated and violent until finally the administrator looks like he lunges at one of the scientists in just a sudden moment. Nobody, nobody in the room tries to stop him. There's a struggle and the administrator bites into his neck. And you see the struggle happening, thrashing. It doesn't look like a human that's trying to fend off an attacker. It looks like the zombie apocalypse. Hassan told me about that. You see the administrator tear free this person's throat. As his body lays quivering, the administrator takes a moment to stare straight up at the ceiling and work whatever it was that he tore off with his teeth, work it around in his mouth until he gets it into his gullet. Hmm. Staring straight up at the ceiling, almost like a bird that's trying to eat something that's just too big for it. <laughs> and then he starts eating his fingers off. A few, about 45 minutes or so pass and the behavior begins again. And you just watch the cycles of violence. But what's curious is you're starting to watch a transformation coming over the administrator. And as you are watching this, you hear Bishop say, I think we know who our second creature is. And as he is saying that, you're watching the administrator rip the insides out of one of the scientists who shockingly, even though you find him laying on his back, doesn't immediately die, but strangles the administrator at the same time as the administrator is goring him and tearing him apart. It takes a few moments before he finally flops to the ground. And even then, in the, the human tries to crawl towards the administrator before he comes, becomes still. Finally, you see the last piece of the footage you were looking for. You see a person going for the guns upstairs. Um, perhaps the only person in the room that's still reacting rationally 
and his death is nothing short of just absolute bloody, gory, disgust. It's not even, it's not predatorial instincts at all. It's just malicious, violent death. Tears this person apart before when he was, when he's done, the administrator looks different. His limbs are slightly longer. His hands are pointed. His head looks like it's ballooned up to the left side, like it's swollen. Most of the hair is missing from the top of his face. His jaw looks slightly elongated and loping on force. He rushes over towards the air junct and rips the scrubber right off the wall. You can see sparks as the wires and steel are torn and he crawls into the space. With blood on his hands. With blood on his hands. Calmly, but quickly, uh, Isaac will run, slide up to the door and Mm -hmm. start knocking the admin is the monster. You all hear the frantic knocking at the door at this point. It's a little louder than the last time. And Martha, you have to press your ear up against the door again and make sure you heard that right. But Isaac is repeating themselves. The admin sure is that the monster. Hear. The admin is the monster. The admin is the monster. Beware, beware, beware. The admin is the monster. I think Tig uh, kind of just sort of hearing, can't, it uh, doesn't, doesn't decipher it, but just looks at Martha and goes, I don't know what I said, but that does not sound good. Uh, um, what, what's up? What's the tapping? I, I didn't take. Martha Pig turns Latin. towards YouTube, slowly, her eyes huge. The admin is the monster. Are, are we talking about in terms of morality, of the things that they have done, or are we talking... Beware, the admin is the monster. All the above, Doc. Oh, well, sh- shoot. Martha's pulse rifle is now front. Oh yeah, I mean, I think in tandem they both. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that is the is the toxicity in there that one one that would would make us like the pale man? And and if that is the case, have have we been exposed to it? Uh, if Isaac has made their way there. Then that then the air could certainly make its way here. Question for the GM: mm-hmm. How? Okay. How much time would we be able to gauge has passed since this room into, went into lockdown? Is that something that we've been aware of? Like when the storm started, like with the last time we saw the admin outside of it, like. I mean, you guys haven't seen the admin since. Yeah. So it's impossible to tell from the outside. However, Isaac and Bishop both have access to that information inside. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see what we can put together out here. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I I don't mean to cause any panic. It's just 
if we've been if we've been at all compromised then it is our duty to make sure that we stay isolated and quarantined well if we've we've already been exposed then what's stopping us from taking another creature do some good before we go out yeah are you feeling particularly monstrous at all either one of you (laughs) i think they kind of like exchange exchange glances maybe no i'm feeling right no more Um, than usual I'm also feeling pretty good, but how can I trust that? I'm sorry. I'm I'm. I'll let y'all do do the marine thing. I'll, just let me know if you need me. I mean, we got one down, and this one we actually have personal, less than pleasant experience with. So. Well, okay. Go ahead. Well, well, my last question is. If the admin is the monster, if I recall correctly, that would mean that mother is registered to the admin, which there is no longer. Can you, to Martha, can, can you ask, I don't know if Isaac's still there, can you ask them, I mean, everybody's got a tracker. Right, yeah. Go up and start knocking. Can you track admin? Wait. Okay. Okay. Oh. I said to wait. Back to Bishop. Okay. Does Mother have enough power for trackers at this stage? Trackers. You see his eyes light up for a moment. He says, you're right. The administrator would still have his PDT chip installed. We should be able to track every movement he makes if we can get Mother back online. I can bring up auxiliary power. It's not going to be enough, but it could turn on at least emergency lights and give us an internal readout of the PDT chips that are active still, assuming he hasn't torn it out. It That is critically important the rest of the power is as well but the organics outside are right knowing the location of the admin if at all possible i'll see what i can do he goes over to mother and starts mother please activate emergency auxiliary power nothing happens he enters the command again and you see mother say, confirm. Rebooting power in five, four, three, two. All down the corridors, emergency lights start to activate. You see lights popping on. Um, all these lights immediately turning on all around all of you. Everybody outside the doors, please make observation checks. All right, let's do this. What success? So finally succeeded observation check. (laughs) No success. One on a stress die. Two successes, one on a stress die. 
<laughs> I love this. Okay. Uh, I need everyone who rolled a one on the stress die to immediately make their panic checks. Okay. How many That's... dice do we roll for this? Uh, it's a single D6, but you add however many points of stress you've okay. accumulated to the D6 roll. Okay. Make it low, baby. Make it low. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, no. Uh, seven is my total. Seven is your total. Uh, nervous twitch. Your stress level and the stress level of all friendly PCs within short range increases by one. That, oh, that, sorry, that's going to be a five for me. Plus the, a total? Five total? To total five. Okay. Uh, you gain an extra point of stress. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. No, both that? of those were successes. What's that? Both of the, those were their checks, not on their the panic. panic table. Isn't it eight or under? You're okay. You don't have to roll for the panic table. Yeah, no. I rolled a five plus a two. If you roll a one on the panic die, you yeah. panic. It automatically happens, yeah. If you roll, if you ever roll a one on the panic die, you immediately roll on the panic table. Mm -hmm. And by rolling on the panic table, you take a single d6 and add your stress points to the roll. What's the, yeah. Um, it's it's not hitting a target number or anything. Anytime you ever roll the panic like, dice and, it's, and one of them comes up as a one, it is an automatic panic roll. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I gain an extra stress I because Martha Martha looks like she is she is on she's like keeping it together, but her her you can see she's she's fidgeting a lot. You can see a little bit of sweat has started on the side of her face, and her breathing is starting to get rapid. She's just <sighs> um, so uh, that's going to bring a point of stress to Tig and Doc, and uh, Martha. You also gain an extra point of stress. Wait, yep. that wasn't a second extra, right? That was a... Uh, uh, yes, it was. That was a second. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I ruled that you can only gain a single point of stress. I house ruled to keep this from spiraling. <laughs> I house ruled that you can only ever gain a single point of stress from an action unless you do something that specifically says otherwise. Okay. So I'm not going to let you spiral in the panic table. But if like you had gained a point of stress and then opened full, full auto fire with a gun, then I would have given you a second point of stress from that. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think Doc's panic is manifesting in a really bad idea. Okay. Um, and he's going to uh, knock on the door to to Isaac. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Isaac, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be any any good with uh the marines with their, their hunting excursion um uh and, and i don't i don't know if we've we have been infected or not and i think that that is where i would be best suited i have to stop you there because the result of your observation check is coming into play now oh Ooh. we still have to we still succeeded mm -hmm. oh i forgot we succeeded mm -hmm. let's let's see um so all three so all three of you succeeded mm -hmm. oh oh I, I i got two successes okay What stunts can I do on observation? Oh, I don't like any of the questions I can ask with <laughs> observation. Yeah. All right. So the three of you who succeeded on the observation check, as y'all are sitting outside, you have a question, mm -hmm. Caitlin? Oh, no, sorry. I was saying one success. Just trying to remind, oh, okay. remember that I, remind myself that I 
roll the success. As you're saying this into the door, the three of you feel it as much as you hear it. But as you turn and the lights are switching on behind you, as the light switches on, the administrator. He is about eight feet away from you, staring at the three of you. And on sight of him, the moment you see him, you see as I described, his form is shaped like something that is in this in the middle of a transformation. One side of his body is grown a little bit larger than the other side, like it's trying to force itself into another state. And the right side of his head has ballooned outward and become bulbous, almost like all the blood in his body is completely flooded to just one corner of his skull and caused it to expand outwards. His eyes have shrunken and to the point where it's almost difficult to understand how he can be using them right now in any meaningful way. His jaw looks slightly misshapen. His shirt is completely torn off. His skin color resembles something very similar to the patchy white skin of the pale man that you saw in the vessel. Uh, upon sight of him, each of you immediately gains an additional point of stress. Yep, that that sounds about right. And then I need you all to make an initiative roll. Ooh, no. That's a 10. That's a good initiative roll. What, is, what even is Three. my initiative? How, how do I roll with I've avoided it for so long. <laughs> do we roll D stress with initiative? It's just no, a D10. It's just a D10. Oh, okay. Normally okay. it's cards, but we don't have access to that right now. So, uh, Doc, would you roll? Uh, I rolled a one. You are going first, Doc. Let me roll. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no sorry. I'm sorry. No, high is better. You're going oh, last. Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay. Sorry. Sorry, my man. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's when Ruby Rod just shows up and says, we all gonna die. <laughs> One of the greatest characters in the history of sci-fi. I have a quick question before we get yeah. into this comment, because I do have yes. this. I have one stunt with my observation. Oh, yeah. And the stunt okay. that I would like to use is how do I get in the administrator's office? <laughs> uh, that would be the air duct. That's, yeah, that's kind of uh, what I figured. Yep. Okay, let's go maximum stupid. Um, because 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 you spent a stunt to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and give you a heads up because as a doctor, you would you would know this immediately. You would have put two and two together. So, crawling into that particular air duct, mm -hmm. whenever you get to the junction or turn point that's going to get you into the room that they're in, is going to immediately expose you to whatever air is probably floating around inside. So you would know that as part of the risk that you were about to take. I just wanted to make you aware. Okay. So that that was the panic. That is, yeah. It's, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see how this I, plays I out. Back any choice you make here as a player noir. <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get dumb. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on one sec. I have to roll for the administrator. The administrator rolls a two. Um, all right. Top of the round, you have the initiative. 
you were successful in observing him, you're not being ambushed. Ooh. The administrator is about, uh, he is essentially across the corridor from you at one of the junction points. He is within short range. Okay. What would you like to do? Short range puts uh, range weapons at disadvantage, or is that immediate range? Uh, for ranged attack, ranged fire, short range is, nope, there's no negative or positive modifier for it. Okay. How much, okay, so there's short actions and long actions. This is something that Caitlin knows off the top of my head. I know how, to, I know Morse code SOS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, one, two, What would you like three. to know for? One, two, three. I just <laughs> want to know if I can, if, if that can be a, if I can shoot and do that as I, as I, like no. if I pound on the wall SOS and then. No, a slow shoot. action I, would be, would be making a ranged attack. Shooting a firearm is a slow action, and if you were going to tap out Morse code quickly on the door, that would be a slow action as well. You'd have to choose between one of the two. I see. Okay, I'm just gonna shoot. <laughs> we go fire. Spells. All right. Um, that might provide some degree of. Yes, this of, is true. This is true. I don't uh, know how much you, you can hear though if you're nearby. You already had the weapon out. We'll find out. I did. It's been out the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to take a fast. You can take a fast action to aim if you wanted to, but you yes. do not have to. I want to do that. Okay. What does that give me? Uh, aiming, I believe, gives you a plus one to the die roll okay cool let me grab okay. aim shots plus two amazing you'll get okay. a plus two to the die um it is dim light so it's actually going to be a plus one because dim light gives you a negative one okay to your attacks and you bring that assault rifle to bear I do. how do you okay let's do it tig come on tig Oh my god. I'm going to push the roll. Okay. Gain a point of stress. Mm -hmm. And then it's the full pool all over again? Uh, plus whatever stress. Plus the new whatever. stress. Yeah. Okay. One, two, two. Two successes, no panic. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the damage on that gun, I think I gave it to you? Yes. It down. It should be two, I think, right? I think so. Two, and you rolled two successes, so a yeah. total of three damage. All right, one second. Sorry. Everyone in the facility is going to hear that. All okay. right. Ooh. Oh, Bullets. Attention away yeah. from my friends. The the thunderous roar of that auto gun opening fire. Take you just level the thing at you. Aim down your sights. All of your training coming right into. This single moment, you squeeze the trigger, and the thing bucks like an angry horse, and you open fire. <laughs> Bullets tear into this thing, slamming it back up against the wall, and it emits a screech. On the other side of the door, y'all barely hear the gunfire. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> it echoes down through the air ducts, and it lets. that is mostly where you're hearing it from. But you hear the telltale signs of auto fire on the other side of the door and bishop immediately shoots you a look of alarm um that's going to be that action caitlin going down the list next up is actually going to be martha okay let's do it uh i'm gonna open fire on this thing okay it's the same stuff if you want to aim that's plus two to your aimed shot minus yeah. one because of the dim light 
Okay. The pulse rifle, I believe, has an automatic plus one, does it? Yes, yeah. pulse yeah. rifles, Colonial Marines, they get an automatic plus one mm -hmm. to their, their machine guns. They are pretty quality pieces of equipment. So you're going to get a total. So you'll have a total of plus two to your roll. Okay. And, and then it's ranged combat, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And don't forget to add your stress die to the roll. Three. Three. And then four stress die. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that it could be both a fantastic and terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a one on a stress die. Just one. You're going to panic. And then I do have one success. One success. How much? And so that does two damage. No, I have two successes. Sorry. Two successes. One, okay. Two. Two successes. So don't forget too. Like you can do the extra damage, but don't forget that when you get an, uh, any success past the first, you have the option of telling me you want to stunt at any okay. point. It's like um, pin. You can pin down the enemy. You can yep. knock it down for ranged combat. Stuff, yeah. You can swap initiative. You can uh, opponent makes. Uh, well, in this case, that wouldn't be the case. Uh, drops a, a weapon, knocked prone or pushed back. Um, and if you were using auto fire, you could actually hit an additional target for base damage, but there's only one target, so there's no need for auto fire. Otherwise, you can just do an additional point of damage. Uh, what would so it says pin down enemy forces panic. Yeah, you you're not going to be able to. This isn't a human. You're not okay. going to be able to. I'll go ahead and tell you now. You're not going to be able to make this thing panic. Got it. Well, knock back this, or prone. Could this is what's left down. of the administrator. Yeah, you might be able to knock. To, you could probably push it back or knock it prone. Uh, or plus one damage. Or plus one damage. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I think I'm going to just do more damage. Damage. All right. Let me roll his armor. He shouldn't have any, but he does. All right. So it's good that you did more damage because I did roll a single success, which is going to nullify a single point. Okay. So you take from three down to two. Uh, again, bullets slam into... I mean, y'all open up. The two of you are a firing squad in front of this thing. Just the machine guns thunder in front of you. You see this blackened, reddish ichor splat out uh, from his back against the wall behind. Sparks lighting up as y'all start to squeeze into the clips. You rolled a panic die, Martha. Yeah. On that attack. I'm so, looking. unfortunately, two things happen. First, you have to make a panic check. Second... <laughs> Your clip goes dry. Oh well, <laughs> maybe it's good you that I empty had a the clip nine total on my stress, my panic. Uh, okay, then you are definitely going to panic again. Well, uh, a nine, yeah, a nine, drop, which is drop, drop item, item. <laughs> whether by confusion or realization that you're all going to die, you drop a weapon or another important item that deter um, your stress level increases by one. But Jesus. Um, your stress level already increased by one because you failed the panic check, correct? Did you already go up by one? Um, no, I'm still Okay, at then four. just, then instead of gaining two, you just gain one. Okay. Because I only ever, I, I'm not letting, I, I, I have reduced the lethality of the spiral. Okay. <laughs> in campaign play. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, you let out a scream, Martha, but as soon as the gunfire stops, you hear click, 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 and the gun, and you just drop the gun immediately, swings off of your shoulder and clatters to the ground. You've never seen anything like this before in your life, but what terrifies you and causes you to almost lose your, that causes you to lose your cool and drop your gun is after you and Tig open up on this thing and shoot it, it goes bouncing up against the wall, takes a second and goes, and 
on its action, it's going to lunge at all of you. I'm going to roll to see of the three of you who it attacks. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so one, two, three. Please, please, please. please. So I, I rolled on a d6, and I'm having it. So one is Noir, and four is Noir. Mm-hmm. Two is Eliza. Five is Lisa, and so on. Mm-hmm. I rolled a d6, and I rolled a four. Oh yeah, it's a boy! Stop it! No! So I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll on the creature's uh, attack table now. I Let's go! You, I got you, boo. All right. I have to. Ra- now, as a GM, I just want you all to know I randomly roll to see what it attacks, what it does. I have no idea what it's going to do. So I'm going to use, it moves at a speed of two. The administrator clears the distance and gets to all of you right away. I'm gonna roll a D6 and I roll a three throw. The abomination grabs the victim and tries to slam them into the nearest hard surface. Roll the attack using nine base dice with a damage of one. If the attack hits, the victim lands prone at short range from the abomination and drops any hand held items and must make an immediate panic roll. Gotcha. So I'm rolling four, six, eight, nine, nine base dice. Manifesting with you. We're going to be okay. No We're going to be like, hold, hold my hand. No success. <laughs> On nine dice, I rolled one success. Damn. Woo! Okay, I got you though. I got you. Which means you're you. going to only take one damage. You only from the got attack. one hit point, right? I got two hit points. Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah. still up. See, that's one more than you need. It charges forward, it grabs you. Doc lifts you off the ground, screeching at the top of its lungs. It does not sound human, it sounds wholly alien no pun intended, slamming you against the bulkhead and screeching. You see it hurl Doc short range. It hurls him about six meters. He goes flying through the air and slams into the ground and rolls. You're going to take a point of damage and make a panic check. Roll a d6 and add your stress. Uh, All right. So I rolled the d6 and I got a six on it with my panic. That's seven, eight. Eight, uh, tremble. You start to tremble uncontrollably. All your skills of agility are dropped in by negative two until the end of the panic. Right. So you have a negative two on all your agility checks. Right. As you start, as you hit the ground and roll, uh, it takes you a second as you feel like the air has been knocked out of you. Um, and that is going to be, it's now your turn, Doc. You're on the ground. You're prone. I think Doc is going to struggle to his feet and go. From the feel of its hands, it's got a hardened exterior, so y'all going to need to focus your fire on one location rather than spreading the spray. You can and get about half of that out. Okay. <laughs> He's just going to say focus fire, okay. uh, and that's going to be the command action. <gasps> okay. Wow. Uh, well, hold on. Is the command action, that is a slow action, is it not? Oh, uh, let me take a look. Ah, I hope it's not. I'm almost certain it is, which you can do, but it means you will not be able to get up. You can only pick one of those. Wait, give orders. Yeah. You can give orders, I believe, is, is a slow action. Yeah. 
Uh, I will do that. I believe in my team. Okay. On the for on the ground, you just roll over onto your stomach and stare up. Focus, fire, hard <laughs> exterior. My body hurts. <laughs> um. All right. So before we go into the next round, give me some actions on the inside of the room. What are Isaac? What's Isaac doing? Bishop is going to follow your lead on this. Isaac heard the fire. And when I described them for the artist, I described them as a certain sort of built as <coughs> Simone Biles, but a but a touch taller, and I would like to invoke that as I run up, grab the edge of the scrubber, and muscle up on in yeah. to try to get to my you, friends. You, If anybody was watching this, they would see the inhuman power of you propelling yourself up off the ground. Like, you know, Steve Rogers just leaping straight up right towards the vent. You grab hold of it and pull yourself in, making a vertical leap of about five and a half feet straight up, grabbing onto the side and just pulling yourself into the corridor and just rapidly moving and turning left. Um, that's going to take us to the new round. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with command, with each success I give, I can give to a to someone else. Okay. So that's gonna be three successes to Tig, please. <gasps> okay. Oh my goodness. Also All right, Tig. Okay. Uh, it's the top Ooh. of the round. <laughs> so Tig, you've got okay. three bonus dice. Holy freaking moly! Okay. Let's see. Do I have enough? I do have enough dice. Okay. We're taking fire. She's, I think, just fully going to, like, scream at it. She wants to try to get its attention. She open fire. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Holy shit. Here we go. Um, keep in mind, though, before you roll these dice, mm -hmm. it is no longer at short range. It is engaged. It's a, right next to you. It just oh, threw dog. Yeah, oh, so you're at, yes, you're it at, came up. So you're at, you're actually at negative, no, wait, is for firearms... Uh, I think you are at a negative three to the roll. Can I short action to move away? Can I, like, step back? Uh, yes, but th that is going to be a mobility check. Because you're right next yes. to him. Can I still fire after that or not? Yeah, you can make a fast action mobility check, but you're not going to get to aim. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. You got those three successes. I yeah. mean, those, yeah, so you're good. Mobility... So you can use your mo oh yeah so you can use those three successes of the mobility check to get Ooh. away because it's on your next roll. Mm -hmm. So yes, oh, it has to be immediate. It's on the okay. next roll, isn't that correct, Doc? Yeah. Uh, give an order in combat, slow action plus one for every success when target rolls for commanded action. But my commanded oh, action. Oh, your was commanded action is to open fire. Okay. So no, you get to keep those. Yeah. Sick. Okay. 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 Amazing. Here we go. Let's make Let me... a mobility check. Let's make mobility. Two successes, no stress dies. <laughs> okay, you leap back. You, okay. you immediately look back, and as soon as you do, you get its attention, and it just Good. its head Good. just snaps towards you. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna fire. So it's no aim. So that's three, three, three from Doc. Okay. 
Come on, Tig. <laughs> Only one success. That was so many dice. Only one success. All my panic <sighs> dice are good. Okay. So you're going <gasps> to hit it. Let me roll its armor. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's going to absorb one point of that. So two points of damage becomes one point of damage. It's not nothing. And I've got, if it looks at me, if it's got, if I've got its attention, that's great. That's perfect. I love that. It is completely focused on you right Thank now. Thank God. Okay. Next up is going to be Martha. Its back is to you. It is running towards, it is, it looks dead set on absolutely killing Tig. Okay. Uh, and I know from the, that command to f focus, it has armor. So go for like mm -hmm. the back or the head kind of situation. Uh, shoot it where you see bullet wounds. <laughs> Focus yeah, okay. fire on wherever you see it hit. Got it. Well, I dropped my rifle, but I yeah. always have my pistol on me. <laughs> so I pull yes, out my pistol. Yes, you do. Okay. And. Um, uh, okay, so I pull out my pistol. I'm going to aim and shoot at it with my pistol. It's at engaged range with you. But with a pistol, I believe you get a plus three to the roll. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, wait. Because uh, if I remember correctly, pistols at point blank range are oh. are rifles at point blank range. Not so easy. Not so pistol easy. at point blank range, a little easier. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. All right. Um, okay, and if so you that's... take the, the fast to aim, does that, that adds the additional... Uh, no, because she had to spend her fast action to draw her pistol. To draw the oh, right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. I forget, I forget okay. about that. Yeah. So three for the pistol, and then uh, this is ranged. So one, two, three, four, five, and then all these damn stress die. <laughs> yeah, roll those stress dice. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm seeing no stress, but lots of successes. So, okay. Including on the stress die. One, two, three, three, six, three successes. Three successes. Okay, yeah. so the pistol does a single point of damage. Yep. But what would you? Are you? So let me ask you this: It's lunging at Tig. Do you want to do extra damage? Do you want to perhaps knock it prone? What would you like to do? Mm, I want to knock it prone. I don't want it okay. to lunge at my friend. Okay. So you are going to be able to knock this thing prone, and then you can use. You still have. You still have uh, one success to burn for an additional point of damage? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to... It's going to get knocked down. You basically cap its knee from behind, which is going to cause it to stumble. Okay. I'm going to roll its armor. I rolled two sixes. Yeah. And it absorbs the last two points of damage into its back. Okay. Well, it's okay. You knocked it down. That's good. Um, it's down. It's down. Yeah. Uh, it stumbles to the ground. And uh, let's see, that was Eliza, and then yeah, yep, Isaac it's the creature's turn. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, Isaac's Creature's going to go next. He's going to make a mobility roll to get up. Oh, wait, he can, uh, no, because he's got to use a slow action to get up. Oh, but he's got a move of two. Mm, I think he still has to make a slow action to get up, and he. Uh, oh, that's right. But he, because with the move of two, he can actually do. Yeah. Usually requires a roll. Okay, he's got to make a quick roll to get up. Okay, he makes it. Yeah, I roll three sixes. Dang it! <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't on the attack roll though. So the creature, you see it buckle 
and go down, and it just collapses to the ground, and then it starts pulling itself back up, and Tig, you see your life flashing before your eyes as this thing lunges at you. And just as it's about to reach out for you, its head explodes right in front of you. (laughs) Just pops, busts, and you are knocked backwards. Oh, yeah. Um, Your eyes are adjusting, Martha, as you see an after image of a shot, like a like a bolt just right past you and slam into this thing. From down the corridor, you're not sure where it came from, but it was sort of off flanking to the creature, not too far from the combat as it was happening. And you see this creature just stumble for a second. Its head is completely missing from the next stump as its arms drop limp to its side. It hits its knee and just wobbles for a second and just falls over. And at this point, your back is against the wall, Tig, as this thing is just lying dead in front of you. I look up. I, I look up. Can I see where the shot came from? Make an observation check. Oh, God. Okay. At minus three. At minus three. Can I look too? Yes, Actually, make an no. observation check. Never at, mind. Okay. I don't want to roll anything until okay. I have less stress. I, I'll give it a try if I can. Yeah, you're also at minus three. No, actually, minus. Doc, you'd be at minus four. Yep. Bring up. Oh. You said okay. there was like a... Martha had like was trying to regain vision with an after image. Does yeah, that... like like somebody, like she was staring right into a light bulb and somebody just shut the lights off. All of a sudden you can see the after did, image of the light bulb. Did that affect Tig as well? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Okay. All right, so I'm only rolling three. Okay, so good news, bad news. <laughs> good news is I have one success. Bad news is I rolled one on my panic. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to go ahead and tell you what you pan- what, what happens here. Oh, <laughs> you see what you saw, and that's what makes you panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. What'd you roll, Tig? One success, no panic. That was... Four panic dice and two regular dice. <laughs> Doc, your mouth drops open because you think your eyes are fucking with you. Tig, you stare straight ahead, and for a second you don't know what you're looking at. But the air in front of you moves, and all you hear is... Oh, and... you've got to be kidding me right in the month. And that is Caitlin's where we are stopping. That is where we are stopping tonight's game. Yes. Oh uh, no! This is a gift for Caitlin's no! <laughs> That's my girlfriend. Sorry, what? Um, congrats, everyone! Welcome to the stage, my girlfriend, the predator. Uh, <laughs> oh no! That wasn't yes. on the list of the two movies. Yeah. I am terrified now. <laughs> You're so That'll do it for tonight's episode of Beacon. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching us tonight. We will catch you back next Monday night for the eighth session. We are creeping up on our uh, finale. We are going to be doing, uh, just so everybody knows, um, we are going to be going on break. So the uh, stream punks, we are going to be stopping. I think our final episode of Beacon is on the... I actually posted the schedule just this afternoon, so let me let you all know where did I post that? Scheduling. There it is. Okay. Um, So our final episode... Did I not post it? You did. So from what I recall, we should be 
2022 through episode 10. Thereafter, mm -hmm. we will be returning in 23. Yeah, I'm just trying to give our stop date because we did have a, did, uh, a date. Yeah, where did you put it? I don't we're know. I posted it in, we're playing together forever. I posted it in scheduling and I now know. I don't see it. I can't find it. That I can't find it. Oh, is it in general chat, I maybe? Yeah. The 12th. Thank you. We were actually yes. we, were, we were playing it around when Q times yes. uh, is going to be uh, is going to be shuttering. So yes, the 12th will be our holiday pause, and then Does we mean... come back and we will finish in January. What's up? That means our last game of 2022 is on the 12th. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Our Just last our last Monday night game will be on the 12th uh, this month. So we have a few more episodes to go. Um, thank you so much, Dimmy Plane, as always, for sponsorships and letting us play out into the alien universe. Yes, uh, and indeed, all of the dark universes of sci-fi. <laughs> um, we uh, deeply appreciate it. Um, don't forget to click on those bit.ly links. It's a great way of supporting the stream punks. And don't forget to subscribe to Q Times. We're going to leave you with that. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us tonight. We will see you next Monday night. Until then, sleep well.